The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by our friends at MalinLabeCigars.com. Malinlabe cigars are premium cigars. Each cigar is a true Puro, 100% organic Cuban leaf binder and filler cigar with a 15 Habano wrapper. These cigars are always produced in small batches, and once they are gone, they're gone. Right now, as an introductory offer to the brigade, Malinlabe has a four-pack cigar sampler assortment on sale for just $75. All four are premium cigars that are sure to define the luxury experience you would come to expect. Malinlabe also offers for single barrel bourbon maple whiskey and amazing coffee that can be combined to make a wonderful gift box if a brigade member buys a set cigars, coffee, and whiskey. Mall and Labe will include whiskey glasses, coffee mugs, and a decorative ashtray to complete the experience. Log on to mallandlabecigars.com. That's M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com. Or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel at bvbshow.com. Mall and Labe Cigars, the premium cigar for those with discerning tastes. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news. Matt and Dave's daily picks and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Every day is a good day to listen and watch to the Bostonian versus the book. But Friday is always a special day. Welcome to Roll Call Friday. Welcome to the Father's Day edition. Loaded show. I don't always say this. Sometimes the show's a little bit light. Not today. Full, loaded, good to go. High sports grid replay. Thank you guys on a Friday night or even on a Saturday. Thank you for watching. Dave Sherapin, Matt Peralta, Bostonian versus the book on a Friday. Roll calls to come. If you are new, get in the chat. Enter anything you want. And Dave very well might call your name out here on a Roll Call Friday. How are you, Dave? Happy Father's Day. Why are you wearing that disgusting outfit? I... um. First of all, good to see you. Good to see all of you on Roll Call Friday. Been listening to little DJ Thump music, talking Shocker. to some people, doing some things. Yes, this is what we do on Friday right here every single week on the Bostonian versus the book. Um, I was getting ready for the show and I said, all right, let me look at the board. And I didn't even occur to me who were the Yankees playing today. I had no idea when I got ready for the show. Not commenting on this. this Very just, rarely <laughs> are you speechless. I'm Did not commenting. I strike a chord? Did I? I don't really care about much with the Red Sox, except I hate the high will fucking Yankees. Bam! <laughs> We're going to start the show off right at the top with a shout out to our guy, Will, who we just found out today is from the great <laughs> state of Connecticut. <laughs> Well, man, of all the states you could be from, dude, you had 49 others you could have been from. You're from that state. You live in Hartford on top of that. I mean, uh, double win. I mean, this is. He made it clear. He made it clear it's outside of Hartford. Oh, right. Hartford. Yeah. Everyone wants to be outside of Hartford. No one wants to be in Hartford. So it makes sense to say that. No one actually voluntarily says, yes, I'm from Hartford. No one wants that on their resume. Oh, well, Will's resume is that he has to watch this show every day and keep track of the swear words and everything else. And we'll put together that outstanding piece that we ran 
uh, from our shows at Circa. Yeah. Last week, Thursday, Friday, live from Circa Swim. It was great. So I wanted to shout out Will at the top. And Will, get your pen ready. We'll try to keep it under. But now that we know that you know that you're watching our back because you're watching, we're watching your back, there might be a a shit every (laughs) once in a while. I'm just saying. He said to us today, just so you guys know, he said, if you're going to swear, you have to say it emphatically like it has to be clear that he can beep it out and know where it is so we can't With mumble your mumble chest <laughs> authoritatively swear is yeah. what we've been told to do yes. so just fyi that's why we came in with the big you know out of the gate with a couple of top he of did the- make it clear though he said don't do it for real he said please no 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 bring no, them no. together yeah it's no. straight plays only we don't need any parlay okay. swear words so Fair. straight plays only we got the total. You and I made it before the show. We're going to bet the under. Over. We'll go with it. Oh, you're going over? I'm going under. I'm betting the over. <laughs> but just FYI, I'm all fired up. I said a personal best this morning. I got up. The weather is the most perfect weather to run in. 60 degrees and overcast is like perfection. Cold. Oh, I kicked my ass today. It was phenomenal. I had a personal best three miles. I came flying through. I was all jacked up. You guys were texting me like crazy. I'm in the middle of this run. I'm going back and forth going, I can't answer or any of these things I'm in the middle of this run like what are you guys doing leave me alone for 15 minutes it was it was phenomenal so i all put the phone while you're running my pocket don't it jiggle any it no, jiggling not not if you have the right you just got to put it in the right spot i have certain i have a couple of shorts that have built in like hard pockets like a, they got built in really? I, don't know, I don't know spandex they have a pocket in it so i've really? got some running shorts like that yeah so it's like hard pressed against my leg so like that but I mean, I just now started to run. I'm just now running nine minute miles. When I started, I was running 12 minute miles. Now I'm down to nine minute miles. So I'm all fired up at, you know, prog- progress is cool hey. o- over 60 days, you know, to, yeah. to cut it by that many, to cut a, a, a three mile run by nearly, you know, eight, nine minutes is, I'm pretty damn proud of that. <laughs> so it's been. You got two weeks left of this. Yeah, I got two weeks left. And to, then to the kind of, real work starts. What's that? Because you committed to the 75, the hard work starts when you get to the 75. That's when the real work starts because you got to now, you're not in that program, but you're in that life program. And gotta, I want to eat gotta, so bad. Do you understand that I Believe was literally, me, I've been around you. You get hangry. I no was fun. driving to my favorite pizza spot here in Vegas with Madeline. And yes. I was I, I was like, I haven't had good pie in a really long time. Man. I the best gluten-free pizza here in Vegas. You ever come to town, downtown Vegas, free plug. They're phenomenal. Their pizza is phenomenal. Yeah. And their gluten-free crust, Detroit-style, it's, it's so good. Mm. I'm literally halfway there. And Madeline goes, wait, you can't eat this. And I go, oh my gosh, you're right. I go, I can't believe my kid had to remind me that I can't eat pizza for another two weeks. I was so mad. I was so like, she was like, you were going to eat that if I didn't say that. I was like, absolutely. I was going to go and break this. She's like, I just saved you for the hard 75. I'm like, yes, you did. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah. So Madeline gets the save and Mariana Rivera coming out of the bullpen to save me for myself because I want to eat so badly. I cannot wait. That's the best part of the vacation coming up is I'm just going to eat my weight and then I'll come back and yeah, I'll I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do in the maintenance. Two people I know who've done the 75 hard there's a, what's called the 30 something it's 30 days it's this it's a similar thing but it goes into the cold tub area mm-hmm. take a cold shower or a cold tub every day yeah i really really don't think i can do that i don't like the cold plunge 
I don't think I can do it. I mean, I, I, I oh, want to, I know my mind can't do it. I want to see if I can, but like, I'm a there baby. There is getting, no can't. I don't want it to, to, to dial. Up I don't know, Yoda. man. There is getting no into can't. a pool, getting into a pool when it's like 70 degrees here in Vegas. I'm a baby. I don't know if I can get into 45, 50 degree water. Didn't you do that back East when you were growing up? No. The pool was cold in Pittsburgh until like August. Every morning when I went to swim class lessons yeah. at the pool in Green Tree, at Green Tree Pool, it was freezing. You got to overcome it. You got to just jump in and get over it. What are you I don't talking know. about? You can't do it. I don't know. I so I'll, I'll I cons- know you can do it. I, I don't know. I'll that. consider it. I'll consider it when I come back. I don't know for, for the Ju- month of July. But my guess is that the proxy service is going to have us hopefully extremely busy in July. So there's not going to be really a need for worrying about eating because we're going to be running around back and forth, going to so many different places, getting people signed going, up for the proxy service coming. for July. Appointments so, are being made daily. Westgate, Circa, Circa. Jeez, yeah. Man. So it's, 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 Crazy. it's, it's fun. We'll have more stuff coming up with, with this. All right. Let's talk about what happened yesterday. Cause it's a roll call Friday and we're really full with a lot of things to get to. We could do a yes. three hour show today, like legitimately. So we got to roll through here. Right. Right. All right. Yesterday, U S open. What, what in the Holy hell was that? That was not U.S. Open golf. Um, it was um, it was a U.S. Open disguised as the Hartford Open. Like, Even worse, like they just lit that thing up. This is the stat. Okay, get this: PGA Tour events this year to have multiple players shoot sixty-two or lower in the opening round. The Butterfield Bermuda Championship. <laughs> what is that? And the U.S. Open. That's it. That's all we have seen. That's it. Are you serious? The Butterfield, whatever in Bermuda Championship, had multiple say, players. Say it again. The Just Butterfield Bermuda Championship had multiple players. What is players. Butterfield? I have no what? idea. I have absolutely no clue. I didn't even know what that was. I mean, hell, that's a great tournament to go play in Bermuda. I'll go play that. But are you serious? Have you been to Bermuda? I have not been to Bermuda. I've never been to the Caribbean. Oh, we got we got to have to have shows planned in the Caribbean. Yeah. I've never been to the Caribbean. We got some places go. we can go. I've Let's never go. been to Bermuda, but um, no people that have, no people that live there did some things down there. <laughs> um, it's a nice place to visit. It's an easy course. The U.S. Open is not supposed to be an easy course. The L.A. Country Club was lit up yesterday. I mean, did you, you know think- that the, did the value of that course, the land itself, what it's worth? Oh, it's probably high price real estate. No. Second highest Real estate value in the country behind Central Park, $8 billion of undeveloped land, I should say. The most, it's the second most valuable undeveloped Did you say land. billion with a B? $8 billion that property is worth. Whoa. <laughs> and they pay $220,000 a year in property taxes due to a 1960 California loophole law. The Wait a second. They pay what? $220,000 a year in tax to California. The land is worth $8 billion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like how sports books pay the uh, the excise tax right. on, on the promo money. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. There's a loophole for everything. No celebrities are allowed to join there. Oh, Really? No one is allowed to post anything social media mm. inside the clubhouse after 6 p.m. You are required to wear a jacket. Oh, boy. It's a half a million dollar initiation fee to join. <laughs> Trump change for Trump those people. But I, I think it's a ride that no celebrities are allowed in. It's one of the few places they're like, uh-uh, we don't want anybody like that. No one wants social media clout to come on in. And well, you cannot play 
unless you're invited to play. Like you can't go out there and just Roy McElroy had to admit after his round yesterday that he watched the entire course. He never played it. He watched the course on YouTube. It's how he learned what the course is going to be like. Really? <laughs> Nobody would invite Rory to play. They have to get it. It's, it's, it's so exclusive. Many tour players have never played the LA country club and yet they went out there yesterday and tore it apart. I mean, just lit the thing on fire. So the question is Ricky shot a 62 Ricky Fowler. You said you liked him. Okay. The number is 70 and a half today. He tees off in about two hours for his second round. What's the weather situation there? Is it fine? Like anything like here? Nothing like here. No, but the course supposedly is our, they've toughened the course up today. Dustin Johnson shot an eight on a par four. So the course looks like it's playing a little bit. Put got a snowman. a snowman. He put up a snowman and wow. he, he, and he ended yesterday with a couple of really bad mishits and then they continued on here today. So he's, the wheels are coming off a little bit for DJ. It's but. unbelievable how perilously close some of these guys are living with like playing really well and then boom and playing really bad and putting up right. snowmen. It's crazy. Um, well, my first thought would be to, to go under with Ricky's number because he is playing well. And if he can just avoid the big number, how does he not shoot par? par 70. It's a par 70. This That's is what, what I, I I went over this last night. I was like, yeah. it's a par 70. How? Yeah. So we think a guy who shoots 62 is going to turn around and what shoot 61 or sorry, 71, 72. Like that's, that's well, no, think. I mean, that's capable. Listen, we were talking about it last night with Gabe can or yeah, Gabe came on for a little bit, but Cam and I, and he was joking that the groundskeepers were probably like, all right, having a meeting going. No, the USGA was having meetings, not the groundskeepers. Okay. They're furious. Right. Yeah, they're like, revenge hey, of the course is coming. Yes. Don't put a drop of water on anything. Nope. The fairways are wider. I didn't realize normal U.S. Open fairways are about 20 to 25 yards wide. These are 40 yards wide. Yep. So they got more room to set up the second shot. And they've called this, I've heard, a second shot course. Well, they put themselves in position on Thursday to make a lot of birdies. I mean, I don't know what the projected cut is. I didn't look. But I looked last night and was just trying to do the numbers. I'm like, and I, I asked Carver let, last night late. Can it be possible that the U.S. Open cut will be even par or lower? It's meaning one, minus plus, one, plus one right now. As of start, as of we're just a little bit. We we have the vast majority of the golfers to have yet to tee off, so right. a lot of guys still to come. As of right now, plus one. So yes, it's very possible that even par or even minus one could be the it's, cut number. It's unbelievable. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I hate it. I think it's awful. Well, I mean, it's the first day. Relax. No, I, I mean, and this is what a couple of guys said. They said, look, at we're, we're totally cool with day one being very easy and the rest of the tournament being extremely difficult. It's been that way for the last couple of years. Hasn't been this crazy where 62s were getting thrown up, but guys were shooting 65, 66s in the first round. And then all of a sudden the course comes to life and bites back hard. And all of a sudden the, the winning score is like six or seven under, which I'm fine with. Okay, right. that's going to be the wing score. A U.S. Open should be basically two under par for four rounds. That's your winning score. If we get into double digits, 11, 12, 13, I hate it. I, I, I think it's just. Well, that's the, so nah. now you start to, you know, extrapolate out uh, what the winning score might be. I don't think it'll be 10 under. I think it'll come I hope back not. because they're going to put pins in impossible places the weekend. Um, that's when I think, see, I think the bite back happens on Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if the bite back happens today. 
I don't know. I mean, I think it, I think there's a, like a little dog that nips at your heels. I think they'll, right. they'll, they'll snap back a little bit today, but yeah, obviously now after what happened yesterday, they're going to go, wait a second, hold on. Let's, let's make sure now that par is the score on Saturday and Sunday. So interesting. We talked about it before. Uh, the, the hole in one prop, one hole in one in the tournament was minus 145 at close, right? So far, two hole in ones in the tournament was there's been plus two today. Five fifty. There's been two today. Today, I think so. Yeah, I think there, well, there two, was there two was, yesterday and two today. I know there's been one. I think there might have been two. I know there's been one. Yeah, today that I was one that, of the highlights. easiest bets ever. Oh. Was, but was, it's a, was it's a rarity, you know, in a U.S. Open to have hole in ones, though. Correct. I mean, this this is where you know history doesn't help you. Well, because you go again, back and look at history, lesson, right? Yeah. I mean, when you look at history, again. Trends are your friends until they're not. Historical numbers, facts are great until they're not. And yes, U.S. Opens don't have hole-in-ones until they play at a course called L.A. Country Club with a short <laughs> hole where they can spin the ball and, and roll it in a, in, in a hole. So it's a good – It's a good. Um, I mean, I'll watch it. I didn't no. really get to watch – I watched a little bit yesterday, but it was in between a lot of the baseball games and a lot of other things, you know, with this proxy service, which we'll get to here in a second – for those of you watching, again, happy Father's Day on Friday. We know Father's Day is Sunday. Where you're watching is important to us. Please put your area code, three-digit area code, in the chat right now For at the beginning of the show. We'll get to it probably in about 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. We can weave it in the middle of the show. But, P. Rall, is Ricky Fowler going to win the U.S. Open? No. He's out. You, you don't even. Think I, I just don't think he's going to put four rounds together. I'd be surprised. Did, It'd be did amazing. you see what Xander's odds were last night? Like going into Low. today, yeah, went down to three to one. Right, because he's got the background, the history. He's got the the championship caliber golf in the bag. Do you know Ricky Fowler has finished second or third in all four majors though in the past? It's been yeah. a while. Yes, been a long while. I mean, you want I mean, to look, talk about a redemption story. That is like, you know, I mean, it's a redemption about story, Bob it's, Marley. It's that also is a redemption story. It's a life story, though. He got married. He had a, he had, he had a kid. He had other things. I, I, I mean, I, I know somebody who knows him really, really well. And I've asked him numerous times, what's wrong with Ricky? And the answer has been, he's a human being. He's doing other things. Golf right now just isn't at the highest level. He wants to be around his daughter. He wants, I think his son or I can't even think of his daughter. He wants to be around his child and he wants to be around his wife. And he just doesn't want to do the same stuff that he has to do to be on this level. And then things settle down as can happen. You get into the routine of being a father. You get, you know, things are more normal. I guess you could say like you have a routine right. and then you can get First back to practice. thing that goes is your short game. <laughs> yeah. Your practice. <laughs> now you can practice again. Now right. you can get back to playing again. Now you can focus in on your career, on your, right. and your focus. Now you, you know, your priorities are now not changed, but you have different, you're playing for different reasons now. Right. And so you're playing for your, your family. Right. And so now he's focused in on better things. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see rookie back. I mean, it's better in the PGA tour. Cause I love the outfits. I love the camera. The, he's a charismatic guy. No doubt. It's a fun dude to have on the PGA tour, a fun yes. dude to be competitive. So I hope he's there all weekend. I just don't think he's got four rounds in the bag to win the thing. Right. I hope so. This number, this is a quick better to book it here because it's Rom's going to tee, tee off here in about 90 minutes. So I don't okay. want to better to book it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to leave it to better to book it. Right. 
John Rahm leads the PGA tour in second round scoring this season. Okay. Shot a 69 yesterday. This is a par 70 golf course. He's one under as he starts play. What's the he, price on this? Plus 110 I got last night on John Rahm going under 68 and a half to go two under par today. I, I mean, that has to be a good bet. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, plus 110 for the guy who leads the PGA Tour in second round scoring at 67.7. Right. I just need him to shoot one better than he did yesterday. Now, the course is going to be more difficult, but Rom needs to play well today to keep at least if Ricky goes out and shoots a three under par and he heads to the weekend at 11 in order for John Rom to be within striking distance, he needs to be at 66 today. He knows that he knows he needs to go up there and play a number. It doesn't just keep in mind, though, like what order you get the low round and then the par round. It doesn't matter at the end. So the no, thought he, process he, is, you can't go. I mean, you can't physically make up enough strokes to given the number of people he has to leapfrog. I mean, John Rahm was one of the betting favorites to win this thing. John Rahm has to shoot two under four days in a row and he's eight under that might win it. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. you know, that's, I mean, that's the way you have to think of it. I agree. You, when you do these what you just said to make the number, you're like, all right, Rom shot 69. Mm -hmm. Is he going to shoot better? Maybe the course is going to be harder. Yes. You assume better for so. Him. It's better so for him when the course is harder. That's what I was just going to say. I yeah. don't even know how we do this sometimes. <laughs> this is like seriously being a married couple where you're finishing my thoughts and mm -hmm. I get dressed in the stuff that like I know is going to give you a little zinger. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So I God. like the bet. I mean, you can make it now. FanDuel has got it. I think the odds now have, have swung to minus 110 on this bet. So I got it overnight at plus 110. That's good. It's now minus one ten, so there's been movement on it. The number hasn't moved. The juice moved. It stayed at there. But like, uh, that's right. the thing. The number's not going to move. A lot of times, once you put up these numbers, and again, this is the ultimate perishable item, right? This number's live for eight hours, twelve hours, maybe. More than that. Yeah. Put it 15. up last night when they get yeah. off the course. It's yeah. up all night. We got a late start out west, so it's up a little bit longer than usual. You don't. You don't want to get moving around a number. <laughs> You, you always say move the damn number on the show. Not this. We're going to leave the number. <laughs> We're going to move the juice because the last thing you need is 68 and a half. You guys all bet under. We go to 67 and a half or 66 and a half, and he falls in the middle. 68, yep. And you go, Lost grade, <laughs> it's a big-ass red number, and you go, oh, no. What did yeah. you do? So, I thought about Scotty Scheffler is the same number, by the way. The, the juice is different, but Scheffler is, is the second best scoring second round golfer on the PGA Tour. He's also at 68 and a half. What he, sh he shot 66 yesterday, right? I think so. Yeah. He's I think he was four better. under. Yeah. So, I mean, and Scheffler is a guy, another guy people bet like crazy to win this thing. So <laughs> I just was like, Ricky is 70 and a half. Rahm is 68 and a half. Scheffler is 68 and a half. I was like, I would bet under on all three of those guys. Like, I would bet all three under to go under those numbers. What do you What do you think the result is? All three go under or two no, or three? One of two. One and two is what I think I would bet. If I bet all three, one one guy would go under, the other two would not. Oh, 
<laughs> just given the way that I know my betting prowess. Right, whenever right, I, right, right. Whenever I feel this confident on three bets, going like, of course you bet under. That's why I was literally going to do for the juice. I was just going to bet those three bets, and that's it. Screw baseball. Be like I don't want baseball. Just going to bet three rounds. That's it. And I was like, you know what? Just going to bet the one I like the best, and I like John Rahm the best to go under sixty-eight and a half because Scheffler probably goes out there and shoots a seventy-five. Ricky goes out there probably shoots a seventy-seven just to play with me and screw with me because the course <laughs> is going to be more difficult. So I was like, I'm just going to pick the one guy I think I like the best, the best bet. And I'm betting that. So that's what I, I talked myself out of those two other plays, but I like those two other plays as well oh, here man. for the second round of the U S open. Uh, we all got up this morning to some bad news for the NBA, not to get into what jaw did. We all know what jaw did, but right. I, I I'm very, I'm very curious to see from, from a bookmaker's perspective, what, what exactly do you think the bookmaker reaction is going to be to John ja Morant being out 25 games now? Slight adjustment down on the season win number. Okay. Um, I would bump up odds to win the West and odds to win the championship. I might adjust the odds on the division. I mean, you know he's going to miss 25 games. That's a head start for us. It's like you could leave this up all summer and go into training camp and he gets hurt the second day, second game, and now your number's messed up. Now I think you, you really tighten the number up. I mean, would you move it? We've talked about Jaw a lot, um, Memphis a lot. They played pretty well without him. That was my. That was where I was going. Speaking of being on the same page, my question to you was going to be, <laughs> what happens if they're better without him? Like, what what happens if they start like seven and zero? They come out of the gates red hot. Like, what, what as a book? Like, what do you do with that? Because the team. If you look at the numbers, they have played better without John Moran. No question. I think, I think as a as a better, you'll be able to take advantage of that because I think the number will be a lot of learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to see because when he doesn't play, there's an adjustment and it's always down, right? They don't go from minus six to minus eight when he doesn't play because the bet comes against him, right or wrong. Mm. So now I think we'll have to um, obviously keep a close eye on this, but you know when the team knows he's not playing, they can prepare for it. This is a quarter of the season, uh, over a quarter, right? Twenty. And he could miss more if he keeps screwing up. Like if if he doesn't meet all the requirements the NBA is putting in front of him, he could be out for longer than 25 games. It's just a minimum of 20, 25 games for him now. Did I just see someone named Katie Funk come into the chat? Do we have another? We have more females joining the chat. Thank you very much, Katie. She's in the 207. You did not miss Roll Call Friday. We're going to get to in about 40 minutes. So stay tuned. But thank you, 207. I don't. Do you know where 207 is? I don't know where 207 is. Eric, 207, I do not. While Bill Foley just dropped the mic at, at his press conference, he just, he just said- the mic like on purpose or- No, he, he, did, or he just took the mic and said, uh, 207's in Maine. What? Really? Do you know my sister? My gosh, I'm one of my sister's friends. Really? <laughs> in Maine, what are we doing? Wow. How about that? Yeah, we got I'll people be, from coast to coast watching June, the show. June thirtieth to July third, I will be in Portland, Maine for those four days. That's Portland, where Maine. 
Yeah, my my whole family's up there now. It's really, it's really ridiculous. It's become Are they watching the show? I don't Be know. Happy about I'm not happy. I, I love my family. I hate the town. I mean, it's it's quickly becoming. It's Portland is quickly becoming Connecticut 2.0 for me. It's just uh, I'm getting really frustrated with my entire there goes family. All the sponsorship opportunities they're, they're, in they're, Portland, they're, Maine. Thank you very much. The show. I don't think there really are. There might be some Bostonians up there that might. No, they all they all drive Subarus. Like it's just a, it's just I, I I just I just can't stand it. It drives me nuts. The whole state. The whole damn state drives Subarus. It's the worst car in the market, and they all drive it. Pisses me off more than anything else. If you drive a Subaru, I apologize, but I can't stand you. Cannot stand that vehicle. I, I just absolutely can't stand Subarus. Everything about them is just makes me mad. Whenever I have to review a Subaru, I get mad. I'm like, why are you giving me this car? I don't want to review it. It's going to be negative. I don't like it. I don't like the interior. I don't like the engine. I don't like the look of it. Nothing. Nothing about nothing about a Subaru is worth it. Cross them off. The oh, I gladly. I don't want them. Subaru, goodbye. I don't want you. Goodbye. Uh, uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I will not speak positively ever about Subarus. It ain't happening. Nope. And not even their new ones. Where they're trying to like make people think that they're modernizing their vehicles. They're not. That's why they're marketing to dog people. They have to find like a very niche society who who actually buy their cars. They're like we're dog people. Come buy our cars. No. Not dog people are cool too. I am a dog person. It's just ridiculous that you're marketing to them like you're actually like, this is a car for dog people. Like, what are we doing? Everyone's a dog person. Who's not a dog person? You're all oh, there's animals and one. cat people that don't like dogs. Who doesn't like dogs? If you're a cat person, you still like dogs, but you like them both. I've never met anyone who doesn't like dogs. Like, you don't like dogs. How can you not like a dog? It's like the most lovable, likable thing ever. Dogs are the best. They are. I mean, they, they can be mean sometimes if you abuse them, but I mean. Right. My gosh, I almost got bit by a huge Rottweiler the other day running. Really? <laughs> I was running. Is he, he was being walked. He was probably a 75-pound Rottweiler being walked by like a 110-pound woman who was trying to trying to hold on to him. And he lunged at me. And I was like, whoa. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. I'm running. And he probably thinks I'm coming at you. So it's you know being protective and whatnot. But I don't like people to be like, oh, I'm sorry. My dog almost just ripped your leg off. <laughs> right. Sorry. Too. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you got like me, you didn't. No, you didn't see me coming. I'm huffing and I'm puffing and I'm right. running and like grab the dog with two hands and hold on while well, I run by. You. Yeah. Or have it be like all it was was one of those collars on like neck collars. Like you need like a full blown like harness. You got to be able to like really control the animal. Like he, he could use it almost way so much as the woman did. So it's like, I'm really sorry. I was like, it's fine. He missed. We're all good. Man, <laughs> At least man, he didn't get me. In game update. Okay. The Cubs are playing the Orioles. Right. And they just hit back to back to back home at, runs. Three in a row. Wrigley Field it's looks crazy. like a party this afternoon. Baseball's true. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Day baseball. They're going nuts. Back to back to back. And the third one almost out of the stadium. Like it was a no doubter. See that game oh, tying grand really. slam last night by the Dodgers? Down yeah, four nothing. Moment. People are going crazy. <laughs> you get a grand slam, one swing. Taylor ties the game with the swing. Pretty that was pretty stuff. cool. I, I saw that live last night. That was pretty cool. Uh, Michael Jordan just made three billion. That's more money than he made from Nike. He bought the team for hundred and eighty million. What a deal! Sold it for three billion. <laughs> Three billion dollars. He's still a minority stakeholder as well. He's just not no longer the majority stakeholder. Three billion. That is great. I mean, just tip of the cap on that. That's just 
Bravo, sir. Even the Yankee cap? <laughs> Even the Yankee cap. Bravo, sir, on that. That's a hell of a business transaction to turn $180 million into $3 billion. Like it didn't have enough, but like, my goodness gracious. That is, that is, that is a hell of an ROI right there. <laughs> That's, that is impressive. To pull that the off. chat wants to know if you'd take a title shot in a, tube, in a Subaru. Would you take a title shot in a Subaru? Totally depends upon who the title shot is with. <laughs> Completely and totally dependent. If she had a dog, the would of, you do Because the type of woman that's driving a Subaru, I ain't touching. So, ah! so that's, it's a no thank you. Uh-uh. No way. Uh-uh. I went down that road. I went to school in Western Mass. I know all about them. And I don't need it. Okay. I don't need the patchouli oil. I don't need the, the long skirts. Yeah, I don't need the Grateful Dead what, music. What and kind the fish. of oil? What is it? Patchouli oil. You know patchouli? Patchouli? I don't know. Somebody spelled patchouli. I don't know. It's 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 the it's the what mar- the hell is the, that? It's the marijuana perfume. It smells like weed. You, you, yeah. How much of a goddamn bubble have you lived in your life? You don't know these things. There's this an is awesome. oil, a perfume. Yes. It smells like weed. Yes. Why in the hell would you wear that? Oh man, like every girl in my in my town, like and over all that, it was either you were super preppy and you were like a Gap J Crew, Banana Republic, or you were a Salvation Army, Fish, Grateful Dead, wearing patchouli oil girl. Like there was, that's it, that's it. That that that, that, that was a separation between the two. Yes. Fish, I hate your band. I've always hated it. Trey can go and fly off. Can't stand you. Grateful Dead. I don't get it. First time I went to see, I saw Dave Matthews for the first time, and I was bored out of my mind. He's he's played. I think he was fifteen songs in four hours. Oh my! I want to blow my brains out. And then they figured it out, and they realized, nope. That's not our audience. And the second time I saw him, he played thirty songs, and I was like, that's much better. That's what people want. Right. Oh my! My brother drove to Florida to go see fish play a new year's Eve show in which they came on at 10 okay. and they played until sunrise. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It's his famous. How do you do that? Wall? Drugs, lots of drugs. <laughs> That's what they do. Yes. I, I told you my experience. I, I worked the summer concert series at three river stadium. Um, and the last show that the grateful dead ever did. Oh my, you were you were the and, last show for Jerry? And he died after that. Whoa. Yeah. The heart attack happened after that. Maybe it was your fault. It was I had nothing <laughs> to do with it. But I felt like having a heart attack because we worked security. Right. And I was on the floor. <laughs> I needed and I wasn't a real heavy drinker. Right. But we finished the show and it was such a good deal. We showed up in the dugout after and everybody got an envelope. It was paid cash. So this is how we got paid. They hired us just for like I did five concerts that summer. It was unbelievable. Okay. Um, Pink Floyd was amazing. No, and that's the one I'd go to. Billy yeah. Joel and Elton John was on the list. It was an unbelievable show. Rolling Stones and then the Grateful Dead. And the Grateful Dead concert had me contemplating <laughs> the future of planet Earth. <laughs> I went to the bar and they said, how yeah. was the show? And I said, I have no words for you right now or ever. I just want a shot of crown Royal mm. and I might need more coming because I'm not ready for just to even talk about what I saw <laughs> and the stuff I had to break up yeah. and what they were doing. There must've been a lot of patchouli oil or whatever the hell <laughs> word is. 
That Julie. was yeah. insane. The song Rain, yep. apparently, mm-hmm. it started raining during the show. Oh, good night. And then Jerry died. Whoa, that's creepy. 30 Whoa. minutes later, they finished the song. Yes. 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 I kept looking at Brother Doug. He was over in the next section. I said, when's the song? He's like, I have no idea what's happening right now. They just go, had no and idea. They go and they go and they go and they go. And it's like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, when you're on serious psychedelics, that's a five minute song. So, you know, people were dancing in the rain. Oh, my gosh. They hadn't showered for a month. <laughs> Yes. They were dancing and it was like, yes. people stay on the aisle. You so can't we, stay in the aisle. We had a place called, called Great Woods, which is now called the, I think the Xfinity Center. I think it's, it's, it's down on the South Shore. It's down by where our friend uh, Edlo lives. Okay. And it's an outdoor amphitheater, but the parking lot is where everybody went. People did not go to the dead shows to go to the dead. They would go to the parking lots because the parking lot is where everything got sold. All the good stuff. Ooh. So, you would go and buy balloons. Were they buying parlays there? Not Save buying parlays. No. Well, parlays. you're buying drug parlays though. Yeah. You're like, you take it. You would take, you would go with LSD and then you go with, with nitrous. So you take that combination and have some fun with that and, and go and do that. So all, all the kids were doing all those combinations, but that's where in my high school, that's where everybody went. Nobody went to go to the concert. They went to go and hang out outside. So outside the concert was always more chaotic and crazy than actually inside the concert oh most my. of the time. And I only went once or twice. And I was like, this is incredibly boring. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this is stupid. I don't want to be here. And I didn't relate to anybody. And then I went to Western Mass to go to college, which was a monster mistake. But I love UMass. I have my career because of UMass. But if UMass was in Boston and there was a UMass Boston, it wasn't as good as UMass Amherst. I would have been much happier going to school in the city. I was a city kid. And I sent myself to a place I did not see eye to eye with the vast majority of the population center. And Tell my brother, look at my brother, Alabama after Virginia. No. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Then I went to, then I will, my, my first job was in New Hampshire. Then I moved to Virginia and then I moved to Alabama and then Nebraska, Iowa and whatnot. But like I was prepared for the rural life <laughs> by where I went to school, but man, it was, I, yeah, no, n- not a, not a fan. Wow. <laughs> Rainmaker Lou said we should have seen Woodstock 99, yeah, Dave. It was course. insane. Crazy That's when the rain came down. And yes. Yeah. 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 Oy, oy, oy. That was my, I mean, I graduated college in 99. So like, that's huge. That was the whole oh. deal. Like that's, okay. you know, 99 for me, that was the pinnacle, I guess you could say of what we saw with grunge and everything else. And it was all downhill after that. Once we got to Y2K and everything else happened, everything really changed musically. Things changed. End of grunge. Kurt See, I had, died. I had been in Curacao 97, 98. I missed a lot of no, you missed a lot of that. music and a lot of different <laughs> things bad. down I, there. In the summertime, yeah. I mean, I, 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 there's still nothing better to me. What screams summer to me is you go down a convertible on Cape Cod, blasting Bob Marley, and that's summer to me. That's the best. That's summer. Like you want to talk about my summers? Yeah. My girlfriend, my high school girlfriend for three years had a, had a Jeep, Cape Cod. We would go down there and we would just go and hang out at the beach and blast Bob Marley and have fun, go to Hyannis and, and, and enjoy ourselves.
All right, time for the Brigade Proxy Service NFL Story of the Day. Each and every day, we'll grab an NFL story, talk about this with the Brigade Proxy Service, brigadeproxy at gmail.com. If you guys are looking for a proxy service here in Vegas, we can take care of you. We're signing people up. We're making appointments throughout the month of Ju- uh, July and August. We got one uh, this weekend, one coming up on Tuesday as well. So brigadeproxy at gmail.com. The Tuesday one, by the way, you might be doing by yourself. I'll say That's that fun. in the best thing about today. But That's we'll the best thing that. about today. Oh. Well, no, that, but what I'm doing this weekend or next, I don't know. Well, I'll tell oh. you the best thing about today. Nice. Okay. So if Craig Carton says it's true, it must be true because I mean, he is, <laughs> he is the, 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 the symbol, the, the epitome of integrity in the, in the world. Right. And I know, you know, people who know who, who work with him. So I apologize if I'm putting you in an awkward spot, but you know, when it comes to uh, credible sources, I, I, I'm not going to jump around and say Craig Carton is one that I would go, yep, I believe when that guy reports something, I believe everything. Because Craig Carton's the only guy on the planet today reporting that the Patriots tried to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers said, no, yeah. I'm going to the Jets. Right. That's how I'm answering the question. Right. I don't believe this for a single second. But I mean, okay, so... You know, this sparked a, a pre-show meeting, which we yep. do occasionally after the rundown is sent and we discuss these things because I said, Will, 1217, it's got to be bullshit, right? Like, it's got to be complete. Uh, why is he the only one saying it? <laughs> because it's not true? Oh, because somebody leaked man. it. I mean, I bet the Patriots inquired with the Packers. But the idea that Aaron Rodgers, the, the, the Patriots had a better offer on the table for Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers said, no, I'm not playing for Bill Belichick. I'm going to play for the Jets is somewhat laughable to me. I mean, he could do it. Aaron could, he, he could have said, I don't want to play for the Patriots. I want to play for the Jets. No, whether there was an offer or not, I don't know. But like, what if he, why would he, maybe he thinks the Jets receivers are better. Maybe he thinks the Jets offensive line's better. Maybe he likes the coach better. Who knows? No. I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers vetoed a trade to the Patriots. No, I do not believe that. No. I also don't veto it. That's what the story is. The story is he vetoed the trade. He didn't want to go to the Patriots. He told the Packers through his agent. There's two different stories there. He vetoed the trade or he he told them, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. He told, he told the Packers, I'm not going to the Patriots. I will not approve a trade to the Patriots. There you go. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe the Patriots really inquired all that seriously, to be quite honest about Aaron Rodgers. That might be true, too. I, I think they probably kicked the tires and went trying to see, like, what would it take to get him? But, like, what would the Patriots be giving up to go ahead and get Aaron Rodgers? I don't think they're one quarterback shy of being a Super Bowl contender. Doesn't make any sense. That would have been a good way to get uh I mean they probably trade Mac in that, right? Most I mean tr- to the Packers, probably. Yeah. That's probably, I mean, you, you would think they'd want him back. But to be honest, Jordan Love against Mac Jones, I'm not sure who I would take. I'm not sure what either one of I the don't guys know who the really Packers is. would take. I think that's why they could bring him in and have a competition. I guess so, but you have two policy, you, right? you'd have two guys both high-level draft picks in the first round on the roster at the same time. It doesn't make any sense. You're chewing up a lot of deals. Yeah, it's still expensive, though. I mean, still having two quarterbacks, two first-round picks on rookie deals is still not ideal. The reason why you have a quarterback on a rookie deal is because you get the savings. You're taking that away if you have two of them. Right. 
So I, I don't think that would make a whole lot of sense. They'd either trade Jordan Love or cut Jordan Love. I mean, you could have a competition, I guess, but I mean, then you go, you'd be going back on everything you said publicly about Jordan Love. You'd have to admit that, that drafting Jordan Love in the first round was a mistake because you pissed off Aaron Rodgers and you're not even sure this is the guy. Mm. So, I mean, that's a, I, I don't, I don't buy any of this. This is just typical New York nonsense. Clickbait baloney from a guy. Oh, he who's just, just happened trying to, to leave. He just happened to leave the fan. You're right. And, and <laughs> Drop this. Was perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for creating some buzz. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. No. We, I mean, like, we, you know, we're, we might have someone we can ask that, um, you know, we'll, we'll preview that coming up. We can ask. Oh, maybe tomorrow morning. To, right. Yeah. And got something for you guys tomorrow morning that if you're interested in, if you're up on the West Coast early or if you're doing something in the morning. In Perfect Coast, time in the morning on the mid East morning, Coast. Yeah. yeah, mid morning East Coast stuff. A little show yeah. for you guys tomorrow coming up. We'll explain here in, in one second. So uh, Otani, again, is doing ridiculous things. My this, man. This guy is dumb. I mean, there's just no other way of describing it. Shoei Otani right now is tied for the Major League League in home runs and leads qualifying starting pitching and opposing batting average. No player has finished a season leading in both categories since the earned run became official in 1913, <laughs> only to finish in the top five in both. Babe Ruth in 1918 was number one in home runs and fifth in opposing batting average. Yeah. I mean, are you serious? I just... I mean, it's a kind of a misleading thing that no players finish a season leading in both categories because nobody does that. Nobody pitches and hits. So you have the the best power number, the most home runs of anybody. And you go to the mound and you're untouchable. It's impossible. You're the I mean, best it's, starting it's, pitcher. <laughs> you lead in opposing batting average. They cannot hit off you, which I think it's 190 right now is Otani's opposing batting average. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> nothing makes sense. <laughs> You can't, <clears throat> you can't quantify what he's doing. No, like in that regard. And I mean, how do you stop voting for him for MVP when when he does this? It's Rename like, the award. <laughs> just give him the award. I mean, every the Ota- year the Otani Award. <laughs> just give it to him. I mean, it's like why well, you can't you can't rename the award because if someone else wins it. I don't well, want to win the Otani Award. I'm kidding, but it's just yeah. I don't. I feel like we need to have like a segment every day of like, what has like, what's the next Otani record? The Otani watch. Yeah. That no one's done. Like something that, that we can point out that it has never had. I mean, he hit the home run last night. It was like 440 feet. Right. I mean, it was just absolutely. I mean, he hits, these aren't like questionable home runs. He was pitching last night. They won five, three. I have no idea how in the world, the Rangers with bases loaded, nobody out. In the ninth inning, the guy walked the bases loaded and they only got one run. I needed two for the over. Right. I got one for a push. <laughs> Number closed to eight and a half. Was that but, line from White Man Can't Jump? Sometimes when you win, you lose. Sometimes when you lose, you win. And sometimes when you lose, you tie or whatever. Yes. So you tied. That's good. But I felt like a loss. <laughs> I mean, watching the ninth well, inning. Come back. And tie, it feels like a win. When you are winning and then you tie, sometimes that feels like Well, I was losing. It was 5-2 going into the ninth inning. So, Oh, so you got – that's like winning. Yeah. 
I did, but I should have got, I mean, and, come on, pop fly. You can't do anything with one. I mean, you can't put the ball in play with one out strikeout. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, mm. it was unbelievable. A little flare to second base, this vaunted Rangers offense. And MC keeps on pimping at us every day on Twitter. Couldn't even get a guy in from, you know, no outs, bases loaded. You get one walked in run. They didn't get it. They were given the run. Did you give MC big business? Uh, shout out to him here. Um, did you give him a taco place, by the way? Did you give him? Oh, a, you didn't give him I a taco to, place? I think I forgot to give him the oh, rundown. Give him a taco place. Yeah, he's coming in next week. No, July. Oh, July. Okay. Because he's, I I mean, he's, he's signing up for the service too. He's he's hiring Brigade Proxy. Brigade Proxy. Yeah, yeah that's he's good. taking care of he, he's, right. he's, he's got well, us on. I mean, taco places in town, there's a bunch of them. Taco E Tacos is good. Uh, I like Lido Matcha Con or however you say it. That place is not <laughs> it's kind of important to know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to spell it. M A Macho, M A C H O O K C A N or something. Matcha Con. I don't know. Lido. It's authentic. Barilla Vegas taco is really good too. Okay. I mean, you can't go wrong with too many places. I mean, no, just, not in this town. It's late hard. Night to, Roberto's yeah. is actually, you know, hits the spot sometimes, but it also makes you hit the other spot <laughs> later very quickly. <laughs> Roberto's does that to you. But do yourself a favor and don't go to like the, the regular chains when you get here. There's enough choices. You don't have to do that. Yeah, um, El Gordo is is the place everybody goes to the tourist. Yeah, that's map. that's be, that's be careful. Point. It's good, but just be careful because the lines are obscene. It's yeah, that place right across the street from uh, from Resorts World down on that's the Tacos El Gordo. That's uh, that, that's the original location. That's the original location. Yeah, the other one, the other one's down. This is packed. All yeah, the time. that's Tacos El Gordo. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. the other. They, they have two locations. There's that one, and then there's one down by Blue Diamond. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Is the, is the other uh, location yeah, 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 yeah. for it that, that's got okay. a lot of tourism. People come in and it's extremely long lines. And yes. It's just a little bit crazy. Cause it's got, if you, if you Google like the best taco places in Vegas, that pops up. So yeah, everyone sometimes that Google search don't always work. Like it works. It gives you a place, but it's not always the best place. No, They're just because it's the best on the algorithm. SEO. Yeah. <laughs> they have played the algorithm. Optimization. Game. I'm learning right. all these terms. Yes. We're trying to the get SEO. the Bostonia versus the book up there at Boston versus the book at symbol. Yes. Boston versus the book. That's where you find the show. College World Series begins today. It does. Speaking of Otani, I'm yes. very excited to watch the College World Series. Oral is playing right now, correct? Oral is playing right TCU, now. bottom four, one nothing. TCU over Oral Roberts. Late game is Virginia and Florida. In that game involving Florida, uh-huh. they have a kid whose name I'm going to absolutely kill. Oh, so you just have to apologize. I'm going to apologize for, for, for Florida for that. Uh-huh. But he is the version of Otani in college baseball. Oh, oh, yeah. He throws 100 miles an hour. That's they call good. him. They call him Jacques Tani. Jacques, Jacques Caligli. I think it's Caligion. I think it's Caligion, but I'm not positive how to say the kid's last name. Okay. But he is 20 years old. He's a sophomore for the Gators. Yes. He is 6'2, 245 left hander, 31 home runs on the year, playing first base and regularly touches 99 miles per hour. Has a 3.78 ERA in 16 starts. Man, oh man. 
Oh, love to put that kid's name in the lineup every day. Right. <laughs> he said about playing two ways, he's going to be drafted highly in pro baseball coming up in the draft. Right. When he's asked about playing both, both offense and defense and baseball pitching and hitting, he said, I don't really see me. Uh, I don't really see me really stopping unless a team flat out tells me down the road that I've got to pick one or the other and they right. make the decision for me. I have no yep. interest in stopping whatsoever. Mm. Wants to try to do it in the big leagues. Wants to try to pitch. I mean, if you can rear back and throw a 99 with movement as a lefty, I mean, aren't, pitch. aren't some teams going to say, Hey dude, like we don't care about your power. Like you're a freak on the mound. We'll find somebody to hit. Yeah. We'll find somebody else to hit. We'll find somebody to hit. Like we'll you can, use, you know, a little bit, you can play around with this, but, we just need you to pitch every five days. I mean, he's Randy Johnson. I mean, I mean, a, a lefty throwing 99 miles an hour is like, you're an anomaly. Like this yeah, is not that's normal. Good. Hmm. That's so some good. team's going to pick him up and go, yo man, like, forget about hitting. Like just get yourself every fifth day ready to play. Yeah. Like get yourself focused on that. I'm sure he'll yeah. want to do it, but like that was why with Otani, they developed both the entire way, knowing he was going to play both. I guess if the kid right. says, I want to do both, don't you have, I mean, Otani has proven it. You can do it. Don't you have to give him a chance to go ahead and try to, to you, do it. You do. You just have to be so cautious with the injury. You can't get a guy hurt. Like Otani's proven that he could do it before he got here. They let yeah. him keep doing it. Now he's doing it on historical levels. You're not going to tell him to stop anytime soon. Right. So, um, I mean, that's a lot of, the next one that does it or even attempts to do it, you know what they're being measured against? Otani. Shohei Otani. That's a hard thing to live up to. Right? Like, but so I think but to, to be fair, if you were 85 or, or 80 percent of Shohei, wouldn't you take that? Well, yeah. So I, I mean the, I, you don't have to be as good as Otani, but you just need to be in the same ballpark, if you will. Yeah, you just you, you just got to be very. I, I think you just got to be cautious. You know, they're they're so protective of of guys and their arms now. You're probably right. a bit detrimental. Like sometimes I think they're overprotective. Too protective. Yeah, I mean, the older guys pitched. That's what they did. They threw a lot. They threw a hundred pitches all the time. They tried to complete games all the time. Everything's going away from all of that. So now. Do you let him pitch, but only so long and only so much so he can still hit? It's a hard balance. It's a hard balance. It's a hard balance for, I mean, there are so many major league baseball prospects playing in the college world series. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of minor league baseball or college baseball, but Florida has like four kids. LSU has six kids. Tennessee's got five kids. Like they've got legitimate, like we're going to be talking about these players in the big leagues in like two years. Like there is so much talent being played in Omaha right now. Wake Forest is loaded. Like it's going to be a lot of fun. This is starting today. I got bets starting tomorrow. I can't wait to watch LSU and Tennessee play tomorrow. This is going to be a really fun college world series. It's fun to sprinkle some bets here or there on it, but just watching it from the experience side of things, it's going to be pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a really cool college world series. Wager wire market report time. <laughs> Am I stunning you with all these different things we're firing? I mean, there gotta be like a signal, like and no. a word or something. No, it's more I'm fun ready to say I, it, I like it. Go, 
this is this is how I did radio. This is you're just getting radio mad today. I you, I like you go, it. you go. I you, like you, it a lot. Just fire, fire, fire. You roll through going. it. You, yeah, you don't going. even wait. You see, you see the window and you take it. You hit the hole hard, you know, and go bam. <laughs> Wager wire market report. Before we get to the market report, let's tell you about tomorrow. Twitter spaces yes. at yes. Boston versus the book. Wager wire and BVB. We are teaming up. Wager wire normally does this on their own. They've asked us to do it with Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL GM, and David Meltzer, friend of the program. You might remember David Meltzer, who appeared with us from the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. One of the best interviews we ever did. Phenomenal. David is a personal friend of he mine. In he Phoenix, is, by the way. That was in Phoenix. What did I say? LA? Sorry, Phoenix. Yeah. Sorry, flipping around. Sorry. Phoenix. Which year we were there? Well, I can't remember. So Phoenix. <laughs> we were there last year. He... And Mike Tannenbaum are going to join us. We'll ask Tannenbaum tomorrow about the report that Aaron Rodgers turned down a trade to the Patriots. Does he buy it or not? And we'll get his take. He made a lot of heat waves and issues in New York because he hammered the Jets for skipping or canceling minicamp. We don't need it. He was not happy about that. So we'll get to those topics and others. But life, if you've never heard David Meltzer speak, like we should, I don't know. We got to figure something out because Meltzer is so perfect for our show. Like, without a is, doubt. like this is what our show is. David Meltzer is like a guy who just, he is in the fabric. Like he fits what we do, how we talk about life, motivational. He's an incredible story. He's an incredible speaker and a really good guy and somebody that you just, it's kind of like you, people just warm to you very quickly. People warm to David Meltzer very quickly. I know I did. I mean, he yeah. told his story about how he, you know, made it and was pushing and pushing and then lost everything and had to, I mean, he hundred million now, lost a hundred million dollars, lost so much money yeah. and, you know, was Built contemplating a lot of bad things in his life and, you know, turned it around and now appreciates every single minute that he's alive and awake. Mm. And I mean, it's a crazy to think that you have to get to there and then, from up to that down to maybe do it. And I hope, you know, we can help spread the word with people that you don't have to get that. You just got to keep finding the lights. Meltzer's a light, no doubt. No doubt. hundred percent. He's a light and he's, he's awesome to follow on social media. If you don't follow him at David Meltzer on Twitter and on Instagram is really good. He has a lot of really cool content on Instagram, just about, you know, one minute speeches that he gives or, or motivational mm-hmm. conversations that he has about things you can do on a day-to-day basis. He's also a huge believer in the way you talk to yourself and the way that you, the internal dialogue that you're having with yourself is so vitally important. And it's one of the things I've taken from David that I try very hard with Madeline, with my daughter about the way you speak to yourself is super important. The way, you know, I I try to make her every day stand in the mirror and say three things about herself that she likes, three positive things things it can be anything, but what are three things about yourself that you like to try to keep yourself in that mindset that the world's going to say nasty things. She goes to school, kids say nasty things. People Ooh. talk down to you all the time. Oh. So how you speak to yourself is the way you can not protect yourself, but at least remind your inner self, your subconscious that what is going on on the outside is not real. And those people just are those people. Don't let them bring you down. Keep yourself in a positive mindset. So right. I love David for it. And it's, it's, it's awesome. So tomorrow, 10 Eastern, Eastern, 10 Eastern, 7 PM, West coast time. It's an early night for us, early morning for us. 
It'll be on. You set a reminder out. We'll send it out again tonight or first thing in the morning. Yeah. And on top of the at Boston versus the book Twitter account right now, right. and you got to go hit the reminder button and it'll pop on your phone. Yeah. Let me go, let me go live tomorrow. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I've never talked to Tannenbaum before, so that'll be cool. And then we'll get David Meltzer on as well. And we'll right. have a, a 15, 20 minute type of deal. So it won't be that long of a show, but. And they'll be to, able, uh, I mean, there's talk of you guys will be able to ask a question too. So if you yeah. get in the show and have a good question or, you know, the, just be ready to go. It's quick, just like P. Rawls pushing these buttons on these stingers. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get up, ask a question, and boom, your mic will be cut, and then we'll answer the question. We'll keep it moving. So that would be fun. Wager Wire Market Report. Let's talk about the U.S. Open live market right now. Xander Shoffley is plus 260 now to win this thing. Mm. Plus 550. Scotty Scheffler plus 550. Wyndham Clark eight to one Rory McIlroy eight and a half to run. And my boy, John Rom is now 16 to one to win the U S open. Anybody you like in that grouping from a number perspective, Wyndham Clark is tied for the lead. He is on the course playing the 16th hole eight under two under on the day. The, by the way, the low round so far today is three under par, I believe. Uh, okay. No, four under. Tagala shot four under today. He's he just uh, he's actually through sixteen, so he's got two holes. I was going to say anyone they're, they're in the clubhouse already. Like he's a, yeah, they tee off. Yeah, Charlie Hoffman's in the clubhouse. He shot sixty seven. Wow. Uh, Sam Stevens in the clubhouse. He shot sixty seven. Um, Nick Hardy shot sixty nine. Playing golf today after yesterday. Are you wanting to play in the morning or in the afternoon? Morning. You want that dew layer? Keep those greens nice and moist. Right. Go ahead and keep keep the, the before it dries out. And the, that's what D- Dustin Johnson said it after his round. He said, if the sun doesn't come out and cook the course, this thing's easy. Like it's all about how fast the course is going to be because they want the course to be lightning fast. And a couple of the greens were fast, but not as fast as they could be right. if the sun comes out. Okay. So I'd want to tee off in the morning. I think the morning scores will be lower than, than, lower. The, than the afternoon scores average wise. Okay. All right. Personally. Um, we got a bunch more people. I don't know, like right around between 12 and 1230 with this later start, we got a bunch of people joined in nice. to, to watch the show live. Again, I did it at the beginning and it's so far back in the chat. Please put your three digit area code where you're from watching the show right now. Cause we're going to do roll call Friday right after the wager wire report. As far as who do you like? I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at it going, I don't know. I mean, do you take a shot with Robin 16 to one? It's a better yes. number. Rory's at 850. Like I it. I still don't want him. No? Well. No. I don't. I mean, he's just not. Until he gets over that hump, it's that, that last round meltdown is still lurking. True. Max Homa, 35 to one. Fee now, 35 to one. Gabe got a, a, a an offer yesterday because he had Xander. They offered him four times his bet on him to win it all. He had Xander at 15 to one. It was close three to one. So if he, you know, he was offered, say it was a hundred dollar bet. He was offered 400 bucks instead of letting it ride. That's what the wager wire report is for. That's what the wager wire wire calculator is for. Yeah, no way. See what the value is, but Gabe obviously said no. Thank you. Yeah, no, not yet. I mean, yeah, I think I, mean, I think after round two, I might consider it. Ah, uh, 
but the price is going to go up because hopefully because you you expect a better score. You know I mean, if Xander's right, in the right, top right, five, right. you know, if the, if if he's in striking distance of, of of first going into the weekend, you'd expect that four to one to turn into eight to one. I'll give him half of what the value is, and then I I might consider it. I've done this a few times where I watch Saturday, like watch the golf, right, and make a decision. Saturday after the round's done, because those were the most fun for us to adjust the odds. So I'll have numbers in my head and I'll go and look. And if I see a number that I think is either short or too high, that's when I like to play it. It's one round, winner take all. And you know where everybody's at. That's when I like to do it. I mean, now you're kind of taking a little bit more of a shot, but there's way more value doing it now than there is wait till Sunday. True. Roll call Friday time. Let's. Do you have a Go stinger for five. that? No, we don't have a stinger yet. We should get a stinger for roll call Friday. We should okay. we have a stinger. Right. We, just, we, we have, the next stinger is Omaha Steaks. So we'll get to that. All right. we'll get I to just want to make sure. No, All no, right. No, no. We got the chat is alive with the word moist. Everybody's everybody's moist right now. This is great. Do you, do, you, does, do, do you have a problem with that word? I love that word. You love that word. Whoa! Don't say they're on a female. Women do not. Like, well, do not they like don't. That word. I, they, they do not, it's, do not like listen, that word. I've I've heard about it in the ocean of estrogen all the time. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> what am I saying? I like. To, I mean, you know, chicken, moist chicken is good. I don't know Jesus. what to tell you. <laughs> Take care of your chicken. You saw Marshawn Lynch the other day. I got his shirts. Take care oh, yeah. of your chicken. <laughs> Nathan Phillips six one four. Mikey awesome. Always holding true right there, brother. The O D U. Sonic six zero two. Unbelievable video today. From oh Sonic my! And Mikey, yeah, both of them together. Mikey too. You guys are amazing. Great stuff. Roginator three one nine. Martin three six one. Big business. Floodhouse 203 in New Haven, Connecticut. Sorry to be smirched Connecticut on a regular basis, but I mean, has between you and Will, that makes has two. It has to be done. Chef Benny in the 401, Zach the Hat in the 705, which apparently is a very big uh, province, I guess. Hankster V, new name, haven't seen you. Welcome to the show. 519 in Windsor, Canada. Kevin Roper is in 601. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Kevin. Wow. I love it. You ever been to Hattiesburg? Yeah, Hattiesburg. No, you ever been there? No. Oh, I have. It's great. Yeah, never been. But I met, it might have been who I met at the book that day from Hattiesburg. We took a picture. Truck driver. He might be driving and listening to us right now, which is awesome. If you guys do it, thank you again. JC from KC, sorry about them Royals, man. Can't do nothing for you, but he's in the 216. Rob Latva, 313. Shade 724. P-Roll, if a guy's name is Shade 724, what area code do you think he's in? Detroit? 724. I don't know. That's his area code. I know. What is that? What area code is 724? I thought it was Pittsburgh. That's the the other Pittsburgh one. No, I don't know. Put it where it is, Shade. I don't know. Pittsburgh Metropolitan, yeah. Yeah, JPC fourth. That's the that's the other one. Four one two is is the, is the is original. The yes, that's the OG one. That's where Rainmaker Lou and it's the like six one seven in Boston. Yes, five zero eight six one seven Boston. Does right. that too? JPC fourth up in three one three. Richard Kalish in the five two zero. 
CBWs in the 315 in rainy, 62-degree central New York. It's rainy here. It's like Vegas. Yeah. Um, John, 724 is Greensburg, Pennsylvania as well. Bear Mauling's in the 702. Shout-outs to Pitbull and Nemkov on Bellator tonight to cash those tickets. Oh. Tom Key, 610. Pitbull, Wow. P, 404. Ventura, 226, is in 6-6-1, Bakersfield, California. Chris D, representing another Summerlin, 702. Um, boy, oh, boy. Then we got to pray tomorrow. Other stuff. Pierre Chevalier, 613. Tyler Paulos, 717. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That's the eastern part of the state. Welcome, sir. Um, Adrian Santiago, 508 New Bedford, Mass, b Yep. Okay. South Shore, down by Edlow. South Shore, down by Edlow. Shout out to Jules. Maybe a lot of boxers come out of New Bedford. Yeah. That's, you know, a t- tough working class fisherman community. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. J. Dow Betts is in Washington, PA. No, he's not at Washington, PA. He's saying Washington, PA is 724. Linus or Linus Crimmage, 905. TP, are you with me? Question mark. 206 Beast Mode, hard 75. And seeing Lynch, uh, yeah, P. Ralt was working out next to Marshawn. Vinny Konowinski, 260 The Fort. Is that Fort Wayne, Indiana, where he is? I think two five two six oh yeah two six oh two six oh is <clears throat> northwestern Indiana Gary Lake County. Okay, there you go. JGL JGL J L A G. That's gonna. I don't even know how to pronounce that. There's only one vowel in all of those <laughs> uh, consonants. So that's a Jagolo Jagag four eight oh. That's down in the uh, Arizona area. Deuce Daly. 978 Roger Long in the 765, also in Indiana. Uh, Leg Show Magazine. Hello, 702. Winning Las Vegas, 702. Kendall, our, our Vegas, sink. Yeah, our, our Vegas audience is growing. It's interesting how many people now are in Vegas. It is. Eron like Sean is in the 703. Where's that? I don't know. I was hoping you knew. 703. Yeah. Rakesh is in a 404. Oh, wow. Northwestern, sorry, Northeastern Virginia. It's gorgeous up there. I love that part of the country. Mikey Alex- must be out handing out business cards for us in, in Virginia. I, I, I appreciate that. Alexander, I lived in Old Town Alexandria. It was one of those. Did you really? Yeah, I loved it. It was awesome. I lived above uh, an Indian restaurant that I ate like ate at like every day. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. It was like the smallest apartment I've ever lived in, in my life. It was super expensive and it literally was the size of like this room <laughs> where I am where I am right now. Really? Oh boy, uh-huh. that's tight. It was a little, oh, it's tiny, it was a, it was but small. in Old Town, there's it's it's ancient history. It's why I love that part of the country. I if again, if I could pick where I'm going to retire to, the D.C., Virginia, Maryland area is where I'll live. Really, I, lo- I love that part of the country. You go yeah. back to the East Coast time zone, huh? Yeah, I mean, I would go back to it if I'm not in this. Not in sports anymore. Like I'm done. Okay, like I'm 75 years old, and I just want to go hang out on the beach and hang out in the water. And okay, yeah, I'd be down with that. Martin, 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 three six one. Brian Opoka, six three zero is the Chicago suburbs. 
George Mason is in the 902. I have no idea. I've never seen 902 in my life. I don't know where that's at. Bill S. 860. 902, you said? 902. Yeah, where's that at? Canada. Nova Scotia. audience. Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island. P-E-I. You guys have the best oysters on the planet. That's where Sidney Crosby's from. Prince Edward Island's oysters. Whenever a waiter or waitress says, I got PEI oysters, I'm like, give me a dozen. Let's go. Really? They're that oh good. Oh, my gosh. Duxbury and Mass, number two. But PEI, number number one, in my well, opinion. I did not know that. That's yes. good to know. Bill S. is at an 860. And uh, Francisco Ochoa in the 760. Taking some time out for us in between meetings. We had a tremendous pleasure of meeting Francisco and hanging out. He was representing his hat with the Green Bay stuff. Beautiful. Um, and he went viral for being in the background of the picture with Sydney. He did. Myself. <laughs> he literally went viral. There are people talking about Francisco Ochoa's <laughs> facial expression and those <laughs> jean shorts all over the world. Thanks to social media and the Bostonian versus the book. Boys and girls, thank you for being here. Love this show. Love you guys watching. Keep spreading the word. We're climbing slowly, step by step. Great stuff. Day by day. Omaha Steak, searing hot take of the day. Last day for those these guys with us. It's probably too late to get it for Father's Day, but it doesn't mean you can't get it elsewhere and buy it and have it come to your house afterwards. You can take advantage of this package offer. For yourself, if you want it to, it's $99.99, under $100, eight free Omaha Steak Burgers. Go to omahasteaks.com in the top right-hand corner, BVB, promo code BVB. That knocks off 60% off of the Father's Day Grill Package. It's four steaks, it's four chicken breasts, it's four pork chops, it's four franks, and it's uh, dessert and seasoning plus eight Omaha Steak Burgers for 100 bucks. It's a lot of food, man. It's a lot of food for a hundred dollars. It's a lot of meat. It's a lot of meat. Cook it up right. It'll be moist and it'll be good. <laughs> you should buy the meat. BVB promo code in the search bar knocks off sixty percent at OmahaSteaks.com. So our boy Rob Manfred's getting a lot of attention today for what he said last night about the Oakland A's. And he said a lot of things, but the more explosive thing that he said has gotten the athletic to write a whole article about him being tone deaf for what he said, Manfred on the reverse boycott by fans of the Oakland A's. I mean, it was great. It's great to see what is this year, almost an average major league baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. (laughs) I mean, what is Manfred doing? <laughs> Sometimes it's not the words you use. It's how you say it. It's the f- phrasing of your words. Again, the tone <laughs> and the I, order. I mean, it's was great. It's great to see what is this year almost an average major league baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. <laughs> okay. I mean. Woo, now put baby. it back up. Put it back up because okay. you're doing a great job with the graphics. Now yep. I'm going to read it. Yep. Manfred on the reverse boycott by fans of the Oakland Athletics. I mean, <laughs> it was great. It is great to see what is this year almost an average Major <laughs> League Baseball crowd in the facility 
for one night. That's a great thing. There's no way you could read that even not being sarcastic. Everything about that is a sarcastic line. Even exactly. If you're trying, even if you're trying to not make it sarcastic, it's sarcastic. Right. It, there's no way to not see that as an insult. Yeah. That's you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the segment's over. There's nothing left. It's phenomenal. I you think a great job. You're, you're doing an unbelievable job with these graphics yeah, coming over nice. us like that. That's right. I think it's one of those situations where people are really sensitive right now and they're hurting. I mean, we talked about the guy crying on air when the vote oh, passed. Okay. Yeah. The bill was signed last night by Governor Lombardo here in Nevada. Right. So, I mean, the funding is now there. It's now going to have well, to go to a couple different. There. I don't think it's there right now. No, no, but it's going to be, it's going to be there. And there's going to be shovels in the ground at some point. We'll find out demolition dates. We'll find out all the categories as to like when they're going to blow the Tropicana up and everything else. But that appears to be what we're going to wind up seeing. Manfred is in some ways it, he's doing a little bit of a Gary Bettman because Gary Bettman has like this, like obsession with the Southwest. Like he, he wants the coyotes to work in Arizona where like everybody in Canada is like, it, it's not working. Send them back, put them up in Canada. We'll take them. And Manfred's like, no, Phoenix is going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. Manfred, I think is very much committed to Wait, Vegas. You said Batman, Manfred, what are you talking about? saying it about the coyotes. And, correct. Now Manfred he, he, is what? Saying this about the, about Vegas. He wants Vegas. He wants to beat the NBA he wants this market. He feels like there's a real opportunity here and he doesn't want to let it pass by. And so he's being a bit sarcastic and being a bit smug. And he doesn't like what's happened in Oakland because, you know, the Oakland A's issued a statement last night. The, the Sorry, the, the Oakland mayor issued a statement last night saying that we negotiated with the A's in good faith. It's Major League Baseball. You're the ones who are not negotiating good faith. You're the ones who are taking the team away from us. We want to keep the team, but we want to keep the team with a fair deal. You never wanted to be here anyway, blah, blah, blah. A lot of hurt feelings going on right now. There's a lot of he said, she said, they said, you yeah. said. Just want, again, some, obviously the resolution is that they're moving. I mean, they ain't going to stay. You, you, you've done it now enough. You've cried wolf enough. The city wouldn't do anything in Oakland to build the ballpark that you wanted. And Manfred's telling you, eh, it's good. That's that's great. You guys really kicked it up a notch. If you'd have done this for, for a year night. or two, right? You might maybe you wouldn't be leaving the team. But right, the team's leaving. I don't know. Yeah, I I was living in Pittsburgh at the time when the Penguins were talking about leaving for Kansas City. They're going to have to go. They're going to they're going to leave, and it took literally Mario Lemieux to buy the team. Gets with some other rich guys and they bought the team and said a team ain't leaving. The feeling of losing your team when it's been there that long. The sucks. third, the third time. What do you mean? Warriors went to San Francisco. Raiders went to Vegas. Oakland's oh. not gonna leave. Oakland's oh. gonna leave, lose their third team. Right. The A's have been there for a long, long time. I don't know. It's it's. Listen, we'll be the beneficiary of it here. Okay. Uh, I'm a hundred percent. After we talked, we talked yesterday. I am now one hundred percent entrenched in the idea to leave the A's brand in Oakland. Let them have yeah, it. We got a lot of run on that. Uh, Let them have that, it on that clip that you did, and we pushed out. And again, thank you guys for that. Here we'll we'll ask the chat. This is what we do, not just on mm -hmm. roll call Friday. We'll ask the chat during the show. And you guys are participatory 
all the time. We appreciate it. Should the A's rebrand or should they be the Las Vegas A's? Put it in the chat. Yes or no. Um, I don't know. I really don't know because baseball is such a history type game. Um, I don't know. I just I think they'll have a better shot with an expansion team, period. Wow. Quote from USA Today column today. Nevada legislatures didn't just screw over their own constituents and the people of Oakland. They screwed over every person who's realized what a farce it is to throw public money at billionaires so they can build their sports palaces. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not lying. They're not lying. I mean, they are paying one point. Uh, what is it? One point five billion out of their own money, out of their own pockets. Are they? They are. Yeah, they are. I mean, the A's are fitting. I mean, the they're paying for the vast majority of the bill. They're they're taking on some public money, but it's three hundred eighty million compared to one point five billion. There's not one person. Oh, actually, JGL J Lag said, "Do not rebrand." Do not rebrand. Every it's the only one. Everyone oh, else okay. is a hundred percent rebrand, yeah. rebrand, 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 rebrand. Uh, you got to rebrand. Leave the A's in Oakland. Rebrand. Yeah, let re-brand. them have it. It's a nice compromise. If I'm Major League Baseball, to say, look, it, we're going to follow the model that the Browns and the and the Ravens did. If one day you guys have a ballpark to be built, expansion may come one day, and if it does, you can get a get a team back, or if a team wants to relocate to Oakland, you guys can have the A's and have your history, and and the history is going to stay in Oakland, and we'll start new in Vegas, and we're going to have a new team, new brand, new logo, new everything. It just. The stink of the A's, you don't want it. Even when they're good, people think they're bad. I mean, even when even when they're it, they're like a puppy dog when they're good. You're like, oh, good boy, good boy. Oh, you can work with like you know sixty million dollars. Congratulations, great. You can get, you know. Moneyball? Did you like Moneyball? I liked Moneyball, but again, my, the, the the outcome of Moneyball ends at Fenway Park. Ends with the Red Sox doing what the Oakland A's couldn't do. They took Moneyball and they won championships with it. So like that that's. The, my takeaway from that movie is the meeting with Billy Bean in the Red Sox and the Red Sox going ahead and not hiring him and hiring Theo Epstein instead and going and winning the championship. So you that's always make it about the Red because Sox. Because it is, but you, you, I didn't say it. You did. But Moneyball ultimately is the Red Sox story, not the A's story. The, the, the story of Moneyball is that a team with money and resources and a fan base can actually go and use that methodology to win multiple championships versus Oakland. The best thing they can do is an ALCS appearance. That's the difference. So everyone talks about Moneyball for the Oakland A's and Billy Bean. I see it as the story of the Red Sox. To me, it's a Red Sox story. You're, you're going to get punched by somebody for wearing that. Either Red Sox fans or Yankee fans are both going to hit you for wearing both that combined. Look at this thing. It's, this it's thing. a great, it's an awesome, awesome it's hat. Unbelievable hat. Burn the shirt. I can't change the shirt <laughs> during the show. We might get canceled and we'll never get off of late night if I start taking off the burn shirt. This, burn and the that. jacket is a zip up. It's I can't take it off because but I'm having like I'm literally having like a convulsion looking at this right now. This is how this is a problem for me. I can't look at you right now. This is the issue. Having both those logos next to each other is just doing something wrong to me. Cause I like blue. The problem with the Yankees is that my favorite color is blue. I, I prefer blue. blue. Yeah. And the red socks, I have to look at red and I've always been partial to blue over red. So it's always like when I see that, it makes me mad because <laughs> I hate the Yankee logo, which right. by the way, 
it's funny what your kids pick up because my my daughter literally will tell someone I don't like your hat when she wears a Yankee. Hat. <laughs> she sure, Maddie, I got she, this one for you right here. How about that? Goes, All right, we'll go back like to that. I don't like your hat. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my daughter. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's phenomenal. All the only sports thing I taught her is that we hate the fucking Yankees. Period. <laughs> that's three. Um, that's four or three. That's four, I think. That's four, I think. Yeah, we'll we're we're keeping up, keeping track. He's we're doing all good. good. That's we're all good. We'll we'll got our back. All right, quickly on this though, only because I was stunned at this. Uh, you knew there was a soccer game here last night. So I had no I'm idea. Trying. Literally no idea. <laughs> With everything going on and all this stuff. Yep. You're inspiring with with this hard seventy five. So I'm trying to get out and nice. just walk and at least get some exercise in in the morning. Good before the day gets overwhelming. Yeah. So I'm out walking, and I'm thinking, and I'm listening to music, and I sent a tweet. There was a great shot of the clouds and a mountain. I found a very isolated place to kind of just go and nice get away from everybody in the ocean of estrogen and all this other stuff. And I sent out a tweet, no more NBA, no more NHL. What are we thinking about? What are we talking about? And I put it out and somebody came to me and said, what are you talking about? There's a huge soccer game tonight here in Vegas. And I was like, oh, CONCACAF or whatever you say. Semifinals. Yeah, the CONCACAF. Right. Semifinal. Big deal. So Canada played the first game. One. And then USA played Mexico. Big game. And so I only knew. Thanks to someone, you know, responding to me on Twitter at Sports BK Consig. Yours is at Sports Talk Matt. The show was at Boston versus the book. We interact a lot on there. In addition to the Discord channel, which is what again? BVBshow.com. Thank you, sir. Um, yes, I knew there was a soccer game. I did not watch it, but boy, oh boy, I saw the results. Uh. I mean, Team USA won three nothing, but there was a really ugly scene that happened, unfortunately, that cut the cut the match short. But Man. some really offensive stuff going on uh, in the stands with they chanting. They turned it into a hockey game when they got down. Yeah, Mexico well, I mean, we've taken shots and kicking guys in the yeah, we've know, we've really area. six games in a row now. Team USA has kind of had Mexico's number, so it's it, they're getting really frustrated and mad that Team right. USA keeps on beating them, and this is their sport, so to speak. Right. So three nothing is a shellacking in soccer, as we know. So that was that was pretty pretty ugly last night, and now Team USA will play on Sunday against Canada. But I guess the top two players for Team USA won't play. Yeah, on Mexico Sunday, took them out. Yeah, yeah because so, of that card. So, I mean, right now. Mm-hmm. The odds are plus two forty, plus two ten on a draw, and plus one oh five on USA. So yeah, because everyone's betting. No one's betting Canada. Everyone's betting America. Yeah, I. I mean, what the? <laughs> should you do that? Like yes, <laughs> yes. I've seen it for years. I mean, they just blindly bet the U.S. even when they're not the better team because they're like, oh, I can't bet Canada. Why not if it wins? Is it hockey? If it's not hockey, I'm not betting Canada. (laughs) If it's hockey, I'll bet Canada. Anything else, I'm not betting Canada against the United States. Speaking of Canada, Carmine is in the chat right now. What's up? Hi, Carmine. He wants to know. He's with Big Rob, Rob Braley. They're doing a Canadian Football League shows now sometimes, but he wants to know it. why the Hamilton Tiger Cats are now a two-point favorite. I don't know yet, boys. I will find out for you. I don't. I know. need to. I need. I need to watch the show because I'm. I'm on an education path for WNBA and CFL. Finding a way to get me out of baseball betting for the next two months. 
Do you know what a rouge is? No idea. Major football? Nope. If you kick the ball on okay. a punt or a field goal out of the end zone, yes, you get a point. So wait, so if I'm so stopped, if you the, miss if a I'm field stopped goal on the forty yard, if I'm stopped on the forty yard line, and I am punting, and I'm punting, and I know my punter can kick the ball sixty yards, ship it. I'm scoring. You get a point. Wow. Yeah. That can you stop the ball? Can you stop the ball going out of the end zone? That's why. That's what they encourage. They encourage the return because if you don't return it, like if it goes in the end zone and f- goes through the end zone and out, yeah. it's a point. So the, on the air or, th- or a roll, doesn't matter. Just has across the line. Out of the end zone, it's a point. Okay. So that encourages the team receiving to not let it do that, which would then you'd have to run it out. So apparently. Wait, yes. so if I stop it, in the end zone, I have yeah. to get it out of the end zone, or it's I believe one point? so. Yeah, so, so I have, you have to get to out take... of the end zone. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, you know how people, if that was in, in the NFL, do you know how people get killed? <laughs> like, that would be really bad in the NFL. Yeah. Like, they would they would decapitate people in the NFL if you had to get 20, you have to run 20 yards. If you catch you get out on the end zone, you got to run get 20 out. yards with the football. You got to run a fifth of the football field basically to get out of the end zone without giving up the point. You get crushed. There's a five yard halo rule. Yeah, but you have have to to get out of the end zone. Five yards away from anybody receiving a kick, too. But you have to get out of the end zone. You have to run 20 yards. If the thing gets caught on the goal line on the back end, you got to run 20 yards to get out of the end zone. Yeah. Sometimes CBW said sometimes the receiving team concedes the point. It's like yesterday the score was like 15 to four. In a game because oh they got a field goal and a one. Why do I think betting on so, this is going to drive me crazy? If I bet all this. the numbers are a mess. <laughs> there's no key numbers. There's nothing yes. really. Yes. Yikes. Yes. All right. Uh, let's get this in before we let go of sports grid here. Um, it, we'll go to the, the Guardian story yeah. first. Yeah. The Guardian is the New York Times over there in England. It's a Essentially, right? That's big, a big major, major newspaper. Major newspaper. Big, big publication. They made the announcement on Tuesday that they were no longer be accepting gambling ads of any sort. Sports gambling or game or online iGaming or anything. They will not take any more advertising. Essentially, in a statement saying they're doing it for moral reasons. They feel like they are hurting the public by advertising, which they know encourages gambling and problem gamblers to continue to gamble when they see advertisements for gambling. This is a pretty big deal, is it not? It's tip of the iceberg. It's a tip of the iceberg. When a first major publication is taking notice of the underlying problem gambling problem that's probably happening there, yeah, I mean, they've published stories that I've read that are literally will make you cry. That article has reference to a couple of them mm-hmm. that, you know, people just got in trouble and got in a bad way and then just decided that, you know, uh, different ways to, to, to not be on this earth anymore. And those are the extreme cases. But I think we saw it in the DFS world when they came and advertised on everything over and over and over in the Millie maker and all these contests and stuff. And people were like, Oh, I'll do it. And then they did it and went, eh, you know what? I don't feel like I can win. And then you find out that there's teams max loading lineups and all this other stuff. Right. Not that the game's rigged, but I think this will open up the discussion for 
a lot of the relationships that books and teams have, that books and leagues have, that companies and books have. I, I mean, it's somebody's going to have to say, eh, I mean, they're taking the names off of uniforms over there too. This is just the tip of the, the advertisements. Right. Well, I mean, as Dave's daily pick says in the chat, he said, we, they've had gambling way longer than we have. That's true. But I think there are lessons being learned over in England that the U S is going to pay attention to that. There's going to be people who are going to watch it over there and then come back here and say, okay, look at, they're a smaller country than we are. We have way more people. We have way more States. Our problem could be equal or, or greater or worse over, right? Let's, let's learn from their mistakes. What mistakes did they make? And let's see how we can curb it because it's like doing a study for something, right? You're, if you put a new product out in the market, you take a small sample size, you test it. If there's a really negative reaction to your product, you aren't going to put it out to the masses. You're going to put it out to the entire public in the United States. Well, England can be that test case study of what happens when you let this stuff go, you know, unchecked. Right. So I, I do think it's, you know, this is a private company doing this. This is not the, the, you know, the, the EU or the, you know, or the, or the London or, or the, you know, the English lawmakers doing this. This right. is the guardian saying, we're not doing this anymore. We're not going to take ads from gambling companies. It happened with cigarettes, right? It got to the point where, they were like, look, this is bad for you. So we don't want you guys advertising on major things. And Boy, we're so far from that, though. I, I'll, I'll give we you are far of, from that, but at the same that. time, everything is moving at such a light speed here. It is. Everything but, I with mean, this gambling stuff is moving way too fast. They're talking about this week. They're talking in places about the iGaming. Mm. And just pushing through legislation mm. to then put that casino on your phone in different states yeah. that don't even have casinos now or one in the whole. Well, that's going to be. I mean, that's where I think most states are going to go. I think states like Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia. There are states that do not want the brick and mortar ever in their state. Okay, but the mobile, but mobile, out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. If you don't want it, if you aren't hunting for it, you won't see it. You might see some ads for it, but you won't see it in your face. And it never so that's, closes. Never closes. It, ne it never closes. In human beings. You wake up at two you know, in the morning. Right. Where you go home after a night and you log on to your phone and you can Bam. You know, put in a couple hundred and be gone and blow it. And then next morning you wake up and you go, what did I, I do? Know. All right, I'll, I'll get it back and I'll do it again. And. I don't know. It's too easy. It's too easy. It is. And now the NFL has just allowed overseas gambling ads. They passed yep. this today. The NFL has authorized their, their global opportunities. They have a global consortment, I guess, a group, a fund, someone yes. who's out, people out there spreading the word of the NFL. Yeah. They are now going to be able to take gambling ads it's all they're not symbiotic stories, but they're kind of ironic that they're happening in the same week. It's the ultimate dichotomy. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. The NFL a is going major to publication in an established place of sports gambling is saying we're not taking ad money anymore. And the NFL <laughs> is 
going overseas into different countries. Did you read that article? It was on sportshandle.com, yep. right? Yep. yep. Um, there's 14 teams that participate in this. They're trying to get more teams. So not all the teams are on board with this. Right. But yet, 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 which <laughs> it might eventually be required. If you're a team in a league, you got to participate in the overseas gambling expansion because you're going to benefit from it. That's how that's how they can sell it to them. The ones that haven't done it yet. I don't know, man. I mean, it's just it's again, it's called their global markets program. Global markets program. Yeah, launched in 2022, giving NFL franchises access to international markets for marketing, fan engagement, and commercialization opportunities. It's a long-term strategic effort to enable clubs to build their brands globally while driving NFL fan growth beyond the United States. Got to go get new markets all the time, right? Oh, 100%. But now you're allowing – you're not just taking like, you know, Fanatics, the official hat and jersey sale of the team. Now you're taking – DraftKings and FanDuel and the official partners of the NFL with you over there. And putting it on their phones. Putting it on their phones, but also directly connecting the NFL and gambling, making it linked in an international market. The irony of that, (laughs) where we were five years Years ago, (laughs) was overturned, is just... Mind boggling. <laughs> it is insane. We stop and think about it. It's like, wait, what? Really? That's wow. Like, okay. Are you okay with that? I, I mean, I'm not like okay I'm with spreading, it. Like, uh, I'm, over I'm not there? okay with any of this just because the NFL never has really said a mea culpa for this whole thing. They've never come back and apologized for any of the stuff that they said publicly about how it would destroy the sport. I've never mean, heard anybody say, oh, yeah, we were wrong. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, well, you know, if you're going to give us the gun, we're going to shoot you with it. <laughs> we just right. didn't want the gun. We didn't want the gun to begin with, but you just gave us the gun. So we get to pull the trigger now because you gave us the gun. We didn't want the gun. You just happened to give it to us. So I, that's my problem with it is that they've always known that their sport was linked to gambling, linked to the growth of their sport, responsible for Monday night football, responsible for so many things, you know, your standalone games, having the highest handle for a reason. They just haven't said thank you <laughs> for it. Yeah, it's just it's it's different, and it's crazy because like Konowinski just came in and said it. The Premier League voted to remove all gambling sponsors off their team kits starting mm-hmm. next season. He believes mm-hmm. so. They're taking it off. So now the global markets program is taking it global to get it while they can, because there, right? Because that money is going to be available now, right? Because Teams are saying no, and the NFL is saying yes. Well, those other, yeah, the, the, the soccer and stuff is taking it off. And it just feels like here in the U.S., we're, we're always like they do it over there, and then they bring it over here, do it faster, do it their way, and then they leave. And that's what I feel like what's going on with the sports betting. Vice versa. Yeah, it's true. Sports Grid, happy Father's Day. Thank you for being here. We really do appreciate you guys. We'll be back coming up on Monday. I'm sure you guys will see a replay as well on the weekend. We'll be back on a Monday night for you guys who are on YouTube and on Twitter live. Do not move because it is time for BVB bonus. (laughs) 
Okie dokie, BVB bonus time for us. We get right into it. I mean, just one more quick thing on that, though. I I, I think one of the problems... What happened? You're frozen. I'm Snap frozen. Fingers. Hello. I'm back. Come one, back, P-Roll. Oh, you're back. Okay. Um, one of the things that we are comparing, yeah, we're comparing it to substances that cause a direct correlation to death. Right. Okay. Cigarettes, alcohol. Gambling isn't like that. Gambling is a life destroyer. It, 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 it's not a physical life destroyer, it, but it is a it is a life destroyer. We are anticipating gambling creating a ton of problems for Americans. We're hearing about eight-year-olds being addicted and all these horror stories that are coming out. But for the most part, up to now, it's a tough sell. Because to people who bet and bet all the time and don't have problems and don't have an addiction with it are going to say, wait a minute. So you're going to change everything for 2%, 3%. That's not, right. I, I'm not okay with that. What caused cigarettes and alcohol to be pushed to the wayside from an advertising standpoint is because it started to impact the masses. We saw thousands and thousands of people getting sick. We saw thousands of people getting killed by drunk drivers. We saw thousands of kids drinking too young and having problems, you know, having their stomach pumps and all the, all the, it became an epidemic in America, right? You've often said that the number of people that bet far fewer than what we think. Yes. So if we're talking about one in 10 people in America who are gambling and of that 10%, 0.5% of that will have a problem with gambling. That number is really, really small. It is. So I yes. don't know if we'll ever get to the point that England's at or that we were at with cigarettes and alcohol because the numbers are going to be far fewer than what we've seen with cigarettes and alcohol. Listen, we had somebody tell us yesterday that they could make a business on just 3% of the handle in a state. Yep. 1% of a gigantic number can be a big number. It is, overall. but is the number of gamblers gigantic? I mean, if there's 300 million people that live here, that's 30 million people. It's 370. Yeah. Okay. So and of that, and of that, round. Well, fine, fine, 300, fine, 30 million. How many are addicted? How many have a problem of that 30 million? Uh, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, three to 5%. 500,000. It's three to five percent. So five hundred thousand people being addicted to something is not that big of a deal in America. That number well, is not if big. It's thirty million, then three million is ten percent. So it's one point five million. No, that's that's I, a lot. But but like if you're getting, I'm thinking lower than that. I'm thinking yeah. like five hundred thousand. If you're talking about, you know, three or four million, four million people. Okay, yeah, I think that there's definitely a conversation to be had. But it doesn't it's definitely. It's a, it's a conversation to be had. But like you know, like with alcohol, there's a lot of people that are known alcoholics and have a problem. And there's people that don't acknowledge that they're alcoholics and have a problem and you never count for them. There's a lot of people gambling that shouldn't be gambling because one, they don't have the money and two, they have a problem. True. They don't stop and they keep True. going. And then it, it leads to just further things. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an isolated thing until it's not, it affects you, your family, your relationships, you know, all this other stuff. I've seen people, you know, I mean, I've heard of people robbing 
their family members for money to keep gambling. I mean, it's I see the bad because I've seen it and I've heard it and I've lived it. I'm not saying that's what it's all about because it's not. It can be fun as hell. Hell, right. we have a show about it. I mean, there has to be some moderation. Nothing about the advertising is anything about moderation. It's all about, I mean, Fandle's fucking thing is make every moment more. It doesn't need to be that. That's the part that I'm talking about. But like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I guess I'll push back on that a little bit because I've said that and I, I've said the exact same thing. I've said, well, if you have $5 on a game, that game is far more enjoyable than just without. Yeah, see. You're still in that honeymoon stage. No, I'm not. I mean, I, 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 I've been gambling. I'm 46. I've been gambling since I was 18. I mean, I, I love the fact that we have multiple markets and you everything. You can available. watch a game without a dollar on it. Yes, I can. hundred percent. That's the, that's the part that I'm talking. But about. I like, I, I, but I would prefer, I, I'm more interested like, okay, the Braves and Rockies tonight. I wouldn't watch the Braves and Rockies tonight, but I'll watch it tonight. Cause I bet it. You're going to watch the score. You ain't watching the game. Oh, well, not tonight, because that's my favorite thing about today. <laughs> I got stuff I got stuff going on tonight. But I, I would watch it if I could. If I if I right. had the time, if I was alone, I would watch it. But I'm just saying, I think that there's some the numbers are gonna need to be so big for America to have a reckoning when it comes to gambling, the way that England is becoming a reckoning, because they're a smaller country and they're seeing more and more people be addicted. And having problems and, you know, really sad, sad stories that they are having to act. I don't know. I, I think we're really far away from acting. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, when, you know, when the government's going to get involved and all this other stuff or when they see that the money's not really what they said it was. Well, that's the like other. Got, well, that could be the bigger question yeah. is that the, yeah. the lies that we're told in the process to legalize it. People start asking the right questions. Then you might see some people step in and say, wait, 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 Hold on. What, what, what are we doing here? What like there should doing? be more help here. Yes. I mean, look, the, the American Gaming Association is trying to get more and more properties to buy into this idea that like we're going to have a responsible gaming code. This is what we're going to advertise, how we're going to advertise, who we're going to advertise to. I, I definitely think there needs to be a, a conversation to be had about what is allowed and what is not. There's language being used all the time that is a little bit crazy. That you're like, wait, what did you just call it? Like, you can't call it that. Like, come on. Like, that's wrong. Like, that's, 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 you know, it's predatory. It's all, of uh, it. it's, it's bad. So like that, I think the parameters need definitely need to be put into place. We need yeah. fences to be put up around what is allowed and what is not. Yes. That I think will come sooner rather than later. Otherwise we're going to have other problems that will pop up and you're going to have lawsuits and whatnot. And it could get nasty. Yep. All you need is all you need is one big lawsuit from an NFL on an NFL team <laughs> about the way that they're, you know, say so you guys helped to push me, kept me going. This book that you're partnered with kept me gambling. They kept on coming back and giving me more money to bet with. Uh -huh. All you need is a story like that to go public and into a courtroom, and we'll have, we'll see some pretty big changes. Yes, in in in, in the NFL Agreed. at some point at some point in the near future. <laughs> Better to book it time. That's my favorite one. You put that <laughs> Latin salsa mix in there, something. Um, Grabs your attention. Are these open tabs or do you just, uh, you, I can't wait to come over and you show me how you hit these buttons. These are all just buttons on StreamYard. They're all, they're all things you, I hit to fire. That's great. I have, I have a, like on the right hand side of the screen, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 now that I get to fire.
<laughs> it's so fun. Over. I love it. It's great. I have 11. They're not tabs. It's all in, in, it's all part of uh-huh. the, part of That's the thing. Great. Right? Uh-huh. It's modern technology. It's great. Better to book it. Speaking of that Rockies and Braves game. Yep. First five over five and a half for the Rockies okay. and the Braves here. The pitcher for the Rockies has a road ERA over 11. Oh, <laughs> over 11. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those games where I, I need the Braves to keep going because offensively they've been stupid, good and stupid hot. So keep it going. Just like yesterday. Uh-huh. It's, you might know how to say it more than my me. Dinelson, Dinelson, Lamette, right-handed pitcher. I know, yeah, I know Lamette. I don't know. I have to look at his first name. Okay. I know Lamette. Twelve point four six road ERA. Over. Zero oh, and two. Opposing you batting average. Me. Opposing Over. batting average of three fifty nine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> three fifty nine. What did you say? How many innings pitched is that? Eight. But still. <laughs> well, that's only eight innings pitched. I don't need, I need three swings and I get to four and then I need two runs out of the Rockies and the Rockies are facing Jared Schuster. Who's been okay. Five totals five and a half and uh-huh. games in Atlanta. Yep. Five home ERA of 4.79 for Schuster opposing batting average of 231, 11 earned runs in 20 and two thirds. He basically goes five innings. That's all he really goes for them. Gave up three, two and three earned runs in his last Three starts, five innings, five and a third, five and two thirds. Two or three runs for the Rockies, three runs for the Braves, three, three, and we're good. Betting it or booking it. I mean, I like the Braves team total over again. That was a good bet um, yesterday. But I, I'll say, I'll say we could bet this one. Okay. Five and, and a half is really high though for a first five. It's a ten and a half number. <laughs> Game's ten and a half. It's usually not that high. It's five is usually what it is. Yeah, five and a half. Damn. Oh man. Yeah. And the number is going up. I got 110, but it's even higher now. It's like minus 125. This number's come down. It's minus 125 now. But first five over four and a half Cardinals on the Mets. Over four and a half is minus 134. Mm-hmm. It's 125 now. It's Mikolas yeah, against I like under. I, I booked this one. It's McGill. It's this is all on McGill. McGill's ERA. His last three at home, he's been better. Three, his road ERA is seven and a half, but his road ERA, but his last game, seven earned runs against the Pirates on the road. Last home game against Toronto pitched well, but seven, one, four, and four earned runs given up over the last four games for Taylor McGill. And you got to think the Cardinals are going to start hitting at some point. Mm. At some point, they're going to start scoring here. And I'm not in love with Mikolas, to be quite honest. Mm. 2.69, uh, 269 opposing batting average, 13 earned runs and 39 innings worth of work. He basically gives up three, three runs every time he pitches. Gave mm. up five at home to the, to the, to the Reds last time out, two to the Pirates, and then face the Reds and the uh, Rock and the, and, and the Royals shut him out, pitch really well, but then against the Dodgers, give up three earned runs. Right. So I need. Two or three out of Mikolas, two or three out of McGill, and we go over four and a half. I, I booked this one. Okay. Not as crazy about this one as I am the other one. Favorite thing about today is what? A couple things. One, the show, Roll Call mm. Friday. Mm. Two, 
making you crazy is part of the show. <laughs> so I'm going to put on the Red Sox hat again with the Yankee stuff just to make sure that I'm getting you the best I can. Um, Red Sox over three, tonight. What's that? Red Sox Yankees over tonight. Time for them Yankees to start scoring. Start Yankees scoring. Yeah. All three games went under at Yankee Stadium. Got to really? figure that. Got to figure that changes. I mean, we go over tonight. I'm going on MLB Network in an, an hour and a half, so I got to figure out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure out that game because everybody in New York talks about the Yankees and the Mets. So I'm gonna pick that game. I usually try to pick games that aren't that. So I'll come up with something. But um, the you and I talked about it a little bit before. My favorite thing about today and every day is one waking up, <laughs> literally waking up every single day because there's people that don't wake up mm. and there's people that are getting places that, you know, put them in just bad spots, bad situations and things like that. And I had a conversation with someone um, yesterday that really shook me to the core. And I couldn't wait to do the show today mm. to connect with people and have people connect with us that we don't even see. We don't even know. I mean, again, the guy digging the hole, you know, we don't know. And I just was, I was literally like thinking last night, my favorite thing about today is going to be tomorrow. The ability to connect with people can never be taken for granted for, can never be poo-pooed, pushed aside. You don't know what that other person's going through every day. And I say it all the time. Everybody's going through something. We all are. And with Father's Day being Sunday, mm. Father's Day since my dad passed was for a long time a sad, melancholy weekend for me. And now I'm so excited that we get to share it with other dads. We have people that lost their dads as well where they come to this show to connect with us and we make mm. them think about something they did with their dad mm. or something they did as a kid and all of these different things. Mm. And it just, it just put me in such a good place. And I hope that you guys, people, guys, girls, wherever you're at, and the roll calls are all over the place, all over the place, Australia, Prince Edward Island, Canada, right here in Vegas and everywhere in between. People are still people, man. And I just, I, I feel blessed to be able to, one, do the show, two, connect with the people that we have. And I can't fucking wait to keep doing it over and <laughs> over and over. So happy Father's Day. Happy Roll Call Friday to every single person that has listened to this show, continues to like and subscribe and tell someone about it because I know it's special. Mm. You talked about how you tell Maddie to look in that mirror. I look in that mirror and I think about last week, mm. think about all those people that were behind us at that, at that party, at that, you know, cabana mm. and what we did afterward. That was just the start. So my Just favorite to thing about today, right there. I got two. Uh, the first is Madeline is super excited because she's getting on a plane tomorrow and she's flying. She's spending 17 days in Boston. Boston. So she's going to be with both sets of grandparents. She's going to spend more time with her, her cousins. She's not spent this much time in new England since literally she was born. 
when we moved <laughs> and, and went to Houston, this was the last time she spent more than seven days in New England consecutively. So she's mm-hmm. super excited. I, I go there. Her mom goes there first. I go there second. So it's, it, I'm, I'm so psyched for her. So tonight we're doing Father's Day tonight. So we're going to go see Elemental tonight. She's been counting down the days to go see this movie. She's super excited for that. She's now into this revolving sushi thing that we have here in Vegas. She thinks it's like the great, the funniest thing in the world. That we're there just, twice a week. She can just take <laughs> the food off and go ahead and sit there and watch twice it. She, did you go to the one by you? Yep. Up, Sapporo up by you? Come on over. We'll meet yeah. you there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you got preferential treatment. <laughs> so I think we'll probably wind up going there tonight. So for I that, said. so so we'll go to dinner there and then we'll go to the movie there. And then tomorrow she gets on, she goes to her mom's and they get on a plane and they fly back to Boston tomorrow. So I'm super happy for her because she today was just ecstatically happy. It was her last day at camp today. I'm going at 2.30 up to, they're having a graduation ceremony and everything else at 2.30 to go up there and watch some kids do that. So that's super, super cool. My mother sent me something before the show today that like destroyed me. And I was like completely a, a mental wreck, emotional wreck before we started the show because it's a video and it's a video to dads about kids you have gone through this two times. You're going through it a third time. This is my first time to go through this of the fact that you only get 13 first days of school. You only get 13 summer breaks. You only get 20 or so, you know, tooth fairy visits. You only get so long with Santa Claus to be in your life. You only have, you have this finite perishable memory building time with your kid. And watching my daughter turn nine next month and going, wow, that was a fast nine years. I can't believe she's nine. And th- she's changing. She's a person. She's, she's, you know, a tween almost now. And like, she's starting to really like things and have a person. And like, I'm already starting to feel that father, th- th- that pull. And I never had it with my own dad. My dad hasn't been a part of my life for a very long time. I'm 46 years old. My dad has not been part of my day-to-day life since I was 12 years old. So it's been a long time. So now I don't have anybody really to talk to about that with my, so my mom's the one filling that void about like what she's going through. Cause she's on the other end. She said five kids and her daughter at 23 is now gone. She's living with her boyfriend. They're making plans for the rest of her life. Like she's an empty nester all of a sudden. So my mom now is looking around going like, it's over. <laughs> like she's had five kids. She's only known growing and raising her children. And now she's on the other side of it. And she's like trying to employ on me, like, enjoy this, embrace this, like whatever bullshit you got going on, whatever bill problem, payment, show, issue, career, nonsense, it does not matter. All that matters is right now, be present for your family and be there for your family and everything else just does not, at the end of the day, doesn't matter. And it's an unbelievable video. And it was like, that's my favorite thing about today yeah. is that if you are a father, if you have a dad in your life, be thankful for it. If you are a father figure for somebody, we're not forgetting you guys. We know what you guys have stepped up. The word father and dad are two different things. A lot of people can father, not a lot of people can dad. So yeah. I'm not going to forget if, if you stepped up or another person has, has fallen down and you've had to step in to become that figure for that kid. It's a father's day to dad's day for you too. So, yep you did what somebody else couldn't do and you should be, you know, don't feel like this is not a special day for you either or the children that you're helping to rear shouldn't be responsible or, or shouldn't be thankful for you as well, even if they don't show it because I'm one of them, okay? So <laughs> I'm one of the kids who didn't show it. So I can tell you, you you do get older. The kid will appreciate it. 
at some point they will recognize it and realize it probably not at 13 or 15 or 18 or 25, but at 45, 46, they'll recognize it and realize what you did for them and how you were there for them. And you so. don't, and you don't know when that's even going to happen. There's no timetable for that. I yeah, mean, just be present. Like you said, be there, be present every be day, part be of present. their life and every day and be thankful. I mean, you know, I, I think of all the things that I had to learn the hard way and all the things that I've been able to just be lucky to learn just from people who have been around me and people and watching families or fathers or people who have done things. And I think all of us are learning every day and don't be so hard on yourself. I think a lot of people are really hard on themselves and, and they feel like you don't pressure. have to be, you don't have to be the perfect father every day. Can't. Just got just got to try to be, try to be dad today. Just try to be better today. So like each day, forget about what, what you did or the mistakes you made or the problems. You, oh, I shouldn't have said that to them or man, I, I wish I didn't do that. Okay. Recognize that. Learn from it. Don't make the same mistake twice. Right. But don't spend all that time beating yourself up over no. it because your kids are pretty forgiving. So Very forgiving, very resilient, and it never stops. That's the other yeah. thing too. And I've learned, and that was... Um, you know, the, to tie it up, we're going to Arizona, uh, Sunday Nice to go. Brother Doug is bringing his kids out, my Good. niece and nephew, and we're going to go let the cousins hang out Nice, and I'm going to go sit with my mom. Nice. Like your mom is an empty nester. And, um, you know, Father's Day is, a, it's, it's still a little bit, uh, you know, hard, a little yeah. bit thinking like, you know, yeah. so we're going to make it happy. We're going nice. to, you know, we're using it as an excuse. So we're going to be down in Arizona, probably stay for two days or something. I don't know yet, but we got to no show Monday. Um, we don't have to do the show Monday. We can take, we can take the time off or okay. I was going to bring the microphone and see what the connection is going to be like and sure, maybe wing it or do a Twitter spaces Monday. We can definitely Either do or. a Twitter spaces. Okay. We'll just, so, we'll, we'll, we'll announce we'll it on that. Sunday. Well, that's it. On that the, just we just kind of put that formulated that plan together. That's why I was okay. like trying to get that meeting tomorrow and other stuff. Oh, uh, no, I see. Okay. I was like, uh, all right, makes we're, sense. We're okay. gonna go. We're definitely gonna go. So, spend the time, people, and enjoy enjoy a great weekend. We go into the parade. You're you're not going to the parade, are you? <laughs> not unless somebody shows me a very secretive way of getting in and out. Stay tuned. If I get, if, I if know, you find, I okay. know you're kidless. So if you find a secretive way, if you find a way that's not going to be absolutely brutal tomorrow night. Yeah, I'll go because I do want to shoot content. I do want to actually bring the recorder. I do actually want to make something fun. We actually could do some funny stuff with stuff for the show. You know, make them, if there's, if there's no show on Monday, we might be able to put something out on Monday. Like here's BBB at the, at the, at the parade type of thing. Stay tuned. Stay so, tuned. We're working. I'm, I'm around. So, you know, watch our Twitter feeds. There could be a lot coming up tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock AM Eastern time at Boston versus the book special Twitter spaces with former GM, Mike Tannenbaum and friend of the program, David Meltzer, investor, motivational speaker, brilliant, awesome guy. Good stuff coming tomorrow morning. Hopefully you guys will join us. It will be taped and recorded and pinned the top of our Twitter account if you do miss it at Boston versus the book. Dave, Matt, happy Father's Day. Talk to you Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Monday. I don't know. More to come. We'll see. Goodbye tomorrow morning. Next week for BBB. <laughs>